Good evening, Slowpokes, and welcome to Slow Motion <laughs> Triple Features Year-End Wrap-Up Bonus Episode Spectacular. I'm your host, Mike Keller, and I'm joined tonight by my good friends Kit, a.k.a. Little Miss Movies, and Andrew, <laughs> uh, Big Mr. Wait, Movies. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Uh, tonight, we're saying farewell to the films of 2022, counting down our favorites, calling out the stinkers, and mm-hmm. for the first time ever, we have a sponsor. We do? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> this, okay. So let me do a quick ad read, and we will uh, get into the episode. Pandora, the world of Avatar, Walt Disney World, Florida. Discover a beautiful land that celebrates the magic of nature. Fly on the back of a mountain banshee on the Avatar Flight of Passage. Journey deep into a bioluminescent <laughs> rainforest in search of the oh, yeah. Navi Shaman of Songs on the Navi River journey, or hike amid floating mountains, glowing fauna, and join a native drum circle in the Valley of Moara, Pandora, the world of Avatar. Plan your trip now. That's so great. I'm, yeah. I am so glad to finally get some of those sweet, sweet Disney dollars. <sighs> I, I thought you guys would be excited. Yeah. This is a, I feel a like they wouldn't, they wouldn't even notice. Doesn't you know, this like, like hurt our integrity? Yeah. Uh, well, because like my, so Avatar is probably in Andrew's top 10. So my 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 integrity, just for the listeners, my integrity is 100 percent for sale. <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean, if, I don't and, think... if, and if and if and if Kit and Mike's isn't, I'll take their shares, too. <laughs> I, I don't think there's anything wrong with like, you know, trading in your integrity for some French toast sticks at Walt Disney World. I, I Everybody has their price. You know Is that um, what they have at Walt Disney World? Yeah. That's it. Oh, That's all they have. Just you wait know, until the next four advertisements that I've written. <laughs> you know what I hear about uh, Pandora, the world of Avatar? What do you hear? I hear from a very reliable source, my wife, Dennis, mm-hmm. um, that uh, they have the best food of all the mm-hmm. Disney There you parks. go. Mm-hmm. Well, that is a ringing endorsement for our sponsor. Mm-hmm. Pandora, the world of Avatar. <laughs> this is Walt Disney World, Florida. Well, there's no, there are no Navi in um, Pandora, the world of Avatar. There are, and I think they're all in the food. No, there's not. What do you like? There's no, uh, there's no, no tall. There's no people dressed in no Navi costume. Oh, okay. No, you, you got no Navi. You got to figure. There are pictures of Navi. There's a fascinating Jenny Nicholson video that's like six <laughs> hours long about of this land at Disneyland, and. There are Navi pictures of Navi like at a groundbreaking. Okay. With humans standing next Hell to yeah. humans. Uh-huh. And there's all this lore about how <laughs> what what people yeah. did in the first Avatar movie. It's one of the only lands in Disney World or Disneyland where the the um people working there have to act. Oh, like Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. yeah. And they, they have to say you know we think it's horrible what what we all what we did <laughs> on are you fucking kidding me you know that can't be <laughs> yes it is and they talk about how but actually things are way better now the whole premise of the land is that it's teaching you about navi culture Whoa. and that the right. navi love that we're here and they actually like we respect to be like mutually respect each other now interestingly though there's no fucking navi anywhere to be found it's kind of suspicious <laughs> Yeah, I wish that the whole land was actually like you walk around and you discover, oh, my God, there was a genocide here. (laughs) But but, yeah, (laughs) like you, 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 you have to like, that's like, that's like the the visitors quest. Yeah, your quest is to figure out what happened. Nothing nothing has ever made me want to go to Disney World except for (laughs) that is amazing. Exploring the like weird like 
imperialism. Yeah, that's that nuts. Land. I mean, you got to figure if Pandora <laughs> is at Disney World, then they've they have been just absolutely massacred. You know, and yeah. I also think <laughs> I also wonder. You know, I was just talking about how the food tastes so good. I, that's that's what Ooh. brought me to this point. Mm, I think that's mm-hmm. I think that's so, that Navi stew. You guys, extra in it. I spent months trying to get this sponsor. And I feel like immediately <laughs> we're going to lose. And maybe um, I think James Cameron is on our side. That's true. That's true. James Cameron oh, does true. not care about I, this I narrative at all. I honestly think about like as as the new as the new movie comes out. That's one of the things yeah. I was thinking of. Is it's just like God, this is so really going to challenge the narrative of yeah. Pandora: The World of Avatar. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's so good. I have to redo everything. Um, but yeah, how's everybody doing? Happy uh, New Year coming up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good. Cool. You know. Um. Yeah. Just sorry. <laughs> I thought I would just kill the conversation. Yeah. You know. Good job. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Uh. But yeah. No. Welcome. Uh. Welcome. It's been a long time since we podcasted. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the last one? What's the last last one we did? Busy year. Uh. The last podcast. Shocktober. Yeah. We did the Shocktober. The three for Shocktober. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, we've yeah. just been running on fumes, burning off those old episodes. So. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. <sighs> you know, we're getting started. The new year, 2023. Mm-hmm. We'll be back and better than ever. I think this is a great, um, this is a, I'm glad that this is the first episode we're doing in a long time. Yeah, no, I think, yeah, it'll be fun. It's been a, it's been a wild year at the cinema. Uh, it's been I feel a wild like, year at home. It's been, a, it's been yeah. a wild year in general. It has. It's been quite a year. It's, uh, but, uh, but yeah, I feel like movies are back. There's studios are putting stuff out again. Last year was a bit of a challenge in that regard. There was a lot of kind of straight to VOD and streaming stuff. I think um, this year is still, I think it's still a challenge. Yeah, it's definitely think, better than last year. Like, I think there's a few there's a few movies that have been able to kind of like bust past, you know, the audience's sort of um, reluctance to go to the theater. Yeah, but even those movies, I think, would have done much better in another environment. I think yeah. maybe not much better, but I think like I think I think like I think Top Gun would have made more money, and Top Gun was obviously like a huge fucking hit. Yeah. For like six months straight. Uh, it's I still, wonder. You know, it's fo- I think that's probably true, but I also wonder if it's like this is the one I'm going to the theater for. If that I think helps that's, in I think, some I think way, both th- I think yeah. both things are true. When yeah. I saw Top Gun Maverick opening day in IMAX, and there was fifteen twenty people in the theater. What? Like, yeah, mine was uh, full. I think that's great, but I'm just saying, like, I don't think it was like that everywhere. But and then and but then also, like, last week I saw a picture on like somebody had screenshotted their they were buying tickets for Top Gun Maverick, which is on Blu-ray and is on my DVD shelf, but yeah. it's still in theaters, um, which I love. And and they were saying and it was like a picture. It was a smaller auditorium, but like it was completely sold out. Wow. That's when crazy. I went when I went there, like it was it was opening day. It was like. To me, to me, it felt like when I used to go to Harry Potter openings, where it's just like there That's were wild. so many people. Like I couldn't, like I had to basically like bust through the snack, the like concession yeah. line to get wild. to my theater, and it was really fun. It was like, oh, oh this yeah. is so cool. I've that only seen that happen. Yeah, okay. I've only seen that happen twice this year, and it was like so. As much as like crowds are still, you know, weird to some degree. Um, it was so comforting. But the two, the only two movies I've seen this year that were like absolutely packed auditoriums were um, Black Panther and Avatar 2. That's it. Oh, yeah. Everything else was pretty sparse. 
Top Top mm-hmm. Gun was packed when I went to see it, but it wasn't a huge theater. Um, yeah. And then other than that, I just haven't been able to see a lot of movies in theaters. And that was that was one of the things I was going to say is like I've had mixed feelings this month as I've been trying to like catch up with the year where there's a lot of movies. There's there's there've been a handful of really good movies this year, but like mm-hmm. some of them have gone to streaming within like four weeks. And so it's, it kind yes. of, yeah, it's making yeah. me nervous. Like um, and I guess we can get into it. We can you know, I won't name them now necessarily, but like stuff is going on to streaming really quickly. And then I was reading this thing on slash film the other day and there was like, it was uh actually I might still have it up. There was like a list of um, like huge bombs from this year. And it was a really, it yeah. was a strange mix of things. It was like kids movies. It was like maybe not art house, but like, so something like Amsterdam. Um, yeah. Yeah. And uh, death on the Nile, like uh, movies that like adults would have gone to see four years ago. It's like now people are like, well, you know, like it's not a big I superhero think, movie. I'm not going to go to that in the yeah. theater. But I think, but I think also people, I think that's true. You know, it's not a, it's not a big like um, event movie, but also like all of those movies are, Suck. have, well, I haven't seen them all, but I, I, I mean, Amsterdam got horrible word of mouth. Death of, Death on the Nile is a tv movie <laughs> yeah middling okay, yeah. at best um and and i haven't seen babylon either but like by all accounts that movie sucks too so yeah. it's just like i think if people are if you're saying like you know top gun that's the one i'm gonna go to the movie that's the one i'm getting out of bed for um then like the then these are the exact opposite that's because, true and really of the list the only one i've seen that was good was the northman and like i did see amsterdam and like we'll probably talk about that one Mm-hmm. I thought Amsterdam was interesting. It might have actually been good. But the we'll Northman see. is a good is a good example. Yeah, that it's yeah, like it seems like time. it could have been bigger. It's not. I I didn't hear anybody say it was his best movie, but no, it's his worst movie. But it was still really good. But like yeah. the, the thing is, the budget on the Northman was ridiculous. Like it it was not. It should have. It should not have had a budget as high as it it had. I it's, know, it's nice but it's so that, fucking. But, I yeah. know. It looks I just like it, I called it. So cool it. I just want it known that I called it. Call, I said would, yeah. the he wasn't going to know what to do with that budget. It was yeah. going to have diminishing returns. No, I feel no. like, what platform is Banshees of Inisherin on? HBO. But that yeah, was that ever theatrical? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I saw that's that's theaters. one of the ones I was talking about. Is that I, I saw that and I was just like I saw it on streaming and it's nice because I'm kind of trapped at home. I can't go to the movies yeah. like with a kid. But like, like everyone's talking about that movie. Like yes. everyone I know is talking about that little ass movie. And that yeah, feels baby very cool right to me but mm-hmm. my concern would be will they not spend i don't i don't know i'm concerned I, i'm not gonna like you know ring right. the siren or whatever but it's just it's a little hard to see like the only movies people are turning out to are these big ones and then mm-hmm. it's like yeah i mean part i'm of, part scared of, i'm yeah, scared streaming too. is really aggressively trying to kill theaters and i really like yeah. theaters it's um, i i agree and i like i so. was thinking to myself i was talking to um brandon the other night and i was just like you know i I really like, like the I I feel that like m- my theater experience has been so much better now that I don't have to go see, you know, like most of the movies I see aren't blockbusters. It's it's just and like I'm I'm going to like small art house theaters and see which I don't know sounds. Silly, I was but, loving um, your like when you said like you were not gonna you were thinking about not seeing any blockbusters. Well, this yeah. year I was like that's that'd be a very fantastic 
Andrew well, Challenge. I agree. But you can't, but it's but also... you can't do it in 2023 because no, right. <laughs> uh, at Mission Possible. Yeah. But yeah. also, yeah, and I can't half-ass it. You got to go all the way. And mm-hmm. also the thing is, is like, if it wasn't for that, it would be so much easier because like, I also don't go to the like big theaters most of the time. Um, yeah. But I worry, mm-hmm. like, if those if those movies fail, if if the studios fall apart, then does it have like a cascading effect, you know, mm-hmm. to the right. smaller stuff? I don't know, but it it does it does like stress me out. But like, I also feel I feel so much hope too for like the smaller one off theaters. Like we, I went with a couple of guys. We went and saw two thousand one in seventy millimeter like two three weeks ago. Sold out. Huge fucking crowd. Four hundred nice. people. Yeah. And I mean, like, that's so it's like, I don't know. Is there hope? Because that still happens. Like, if that can happen, can't anything else happen? Yeah. I'll tell you, Portland is a very different film climate than yeah. the city. Like, it yeah. is not that way here at all. We went to see 2001, and it was literally this was, this was 2019, I think. We saw 2001, and it was it was me, my dad, Steve, and Sarah, and then two other people in a theater mm-hmm. that could have probably held, I guess, it would be 400 or 500 um it granted it was like a tuesday night but it was still like yeah. a little depressing it's just not that way here and nobody's yeah. i don't even think there's a, a theater here that shows film anymore it's all digital um so if you live in los angeles if you live in portland if you live in new york uh um, we don't have an even have an imax screen in yeah, the yeah, city of chicago yeah yeah in chicago I mean, to me, yeah that's like, crazy to me like imac like the the premium formats are like the you know the last frontier and so yeah. I, I, I do, I feel like they need to get those out there more. I wish we had, we used to have a sweet one at the zoo. It was uh, kind yeah. of a trip out there, but it was pretty cool. Anyways. So yeah, that's, uh, <sighs> shall we uh, dive into our, I'm ready to, baby. Let's okay. do it. So I've got uh, one note. Uh, I, did, okay. I think I mentioned this in the email, but we didn't in our uh, prep, but uh, so in 2021, my list was, Number three was The Last Duel. Number two was Malignant. Number one was The French Dispatch. Uh, mm-hmm. And I saw a few more movies from 2021 this year. The only one okay. that I would add to that was Licorice Pizza. Um, mm. I hadn't seen it when we recorded, but I saw it a few weeks later. And uh, mm-hmm. it was, uh, I'll put it at, I'll put it at two. So I'll bump Malignant and Last Duel back and put it at mm. two for anybody okay. keeping score at home. And we know that we know that they are. What's, oh, of course, yeah. We well, yeah. we have hundreds of listeners now. We realize. So. Uh huh. Um, I yeah. guess one other thing I had was uh, a section I called "I'll add it to my list." You know what? Real so, quick, yeah. real quick. Since mm-hmm. you just added a movie to last year's list, I have. Yeah. I actually have one that's from last year that I would have would have made my top ten if I had seen it, and that yeah. would be uh, Spencer. Okay. Right on. Yeah, Spencer was amazing. One. Yeah, it's you should. That watch was it, on Kit's list last year. Yes. Yeah. You should watch it. It's really, really good. And okay, really, cool. I, I think really, really scary. <laughs> okay. Yeah, like, It's uh, Kubrickian. That's what I said. It's it? totally yeah, yeah, Kubrickian. Yeah, yeah. I, actually, I went back and listened to our last two year, year, two oh, yeah. year end wrap ups. And uh, yeah, so it's all fresh. Um, cool. But yeah, my other thing was that I always say I'll add it to my list. Like when you guys say like, mm-hmm. oh, you should see this. Um, my goal was to watch The Green Knight, Kid Detective and Titan, which Titan oh, was yeah. his favorite last year. Um, and I just got busy this month and like, even when I was mm-hmm. sick, I just like was too that's tired. A good, that's a good, watching. like, uh, what do they call them? A feature, a segment, 
for our episode for these yeah. annual episodes. Yeah. Mike mm-hmm. finally watched a movie yeah. that we recommended. That'd it be is interesting. Years. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but but I keep lists of like this is this person told me to watch this, this person, that kind of stuff. It's not comprehensive, but I think anyways. he'll hate the Green Knight and he'll like Kid Detective. I well, think so like, I didn't yeah. get a chance to watch Kid Detective or Titan, but uh-huh. I did watch the Green Knight, uh, Green Knight, which I had I had given up on last year, but you guys were like, no, you should definitely watch it. It's really mm-hmm. good. Visually, really cool movie. Yeah. But just overall, I didn't like it. So okay. that was my uh that's a, a bit of a dud of a feature, but I thought I would bring it up anyway. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. So ready for our top tens? Let's do mm-hmm. it. Okay. Well, first, getting hungry. Why not swing by the Satuli Canteen at Pandora, <laughs> the world of Avatar, Walt Disney World, Florida. Indulge in the art and culture of the Navi as you dine inside a former RDA mess hall. Try the ocean moon bowl, blue noodles, tuna, uh. watermelon radish, pickled daikon, rainbow carrots, and more and more topped with micro cilantro for only $17.49. On a budget? Is that how a real? About... Go ahead. Micro cilantro. Yeah. <laughs> On a budget? Uh, how about uh, cheeseburger steamed pods? A steamed cheeseburger pod mm. stuffed with ground beef, ketchup, mustard, pickle, and cheddar cheese. It's like cheese. a bow. Also, yeah, that's uh, not with for me. Crunchy vegetable slaw and vegetable chips for only $13.29. <laughs> All right. Now let's get into those top tens. Uh, Okay, so you guys um, don't have a number 10. No, right? Andrew's the only one with a top 10. So I, w- 10. I will j- jump in at four. Kit will jump okay. in at three. Although, and all right, baby. If, if he mentions a movie that we have higher on our list, should we hide that fact? Yes. So, okay, that's okay. the thing. So, if let's say that your number one movie is um, uh, whatever. The Minions. It's Amsterdam. Yeah, Minions. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, if he says my number eight movie is Minions, you say it's higher on my list. And then we won't talk about it. We, you know, we won't discuss it until we okay. get to your list. Okay. All right. Um, okay. So it looks cool. like it's the Andrew show. So let's do mm-hmm. this, baby. Let's do it. All right. Uh... <gasps> Number 10. Number 10. Avatar, the way of water. Okay. It reminds me um, of our sponsor. Yeah, it does. <laughs> there, there, there's some, there's some, there's some like vague connections there. Um, <laughs> pretty much guilty of all the same like story sins as the first one but there's more characters and i would say a little bit more complexity here and there um however it looks 10 times better than the first movie did even when the first one came out and there are things in this movie that are so drop it jaw dropping and gorgeous that i have like literally had dreams about them <laughs> since oh no and you're one of those guys F- now after after 13 years of listening to two of my best friends tell me how bad Avatar was and how it looked <laughs> like shit, I definitely went in on the lookout for any uncanniness. And aside from three like fleeting instances of an expression, and I could tell you exactly where they happen, <laughs> of looking like 10 to 15% off, um, I found myself pretty well swept up in it. Um, there are things in this movie that look so good to me that it wasn't a matter of me telling myself wow, look how realistic that is, but rather me telling my brain that, no, that is actually not real. Um, <laughs> there are defi- There's definitely a lot of other movies that I think could have been swapped in to 10th place here, but it was such a singular experience that I have to give the man James Cameron props. Um, it was good. And I mean, one thing that I find so interesting is at a time when big movies are mostly made by committee, you've got one dude 
who was given endless resources to disappear for over a decade and return with yet another smash hit. I mean, it's really funny watching like the box office predictions. You know, a week ago, people were saying it was going to limp to 1.5, 1.6 billion. And now they're saying it's going to limp to 2.3, billion dollars. So it's just like, <laughs> it's the negative. It's just what people still doubting my man. They're still doubting him. Yeah. Um, Does it so, count as limping if it's 2.2 billion yeah. or whatever? I know, dude. I know, dude. I, know. I think they think that it's going to have legs. Like it's going to last right. a long time, but like. It seems to. I mean, yeah, it's only been a couple sense. weeks, but yeah. Yeah. A billion dollars well, in 12 days. Uh, can I. Pulse pandemic is pretty good. Yeah, go ahead. As as one of, I assume, one of the friends you referred to who has spent 13 years telling you how bad the first one was. I'm yes. glad you enjoyed it. I haven't seen the film, but I'm glad you enjoyed it. As yeah, I mean, the... there was there's a there's a really interesting people have talked. There was a really interesting section, like all the underwater stuff is, mm-hmm. my God, so beautiful. I mean, there were moments where it was just like, like sequences, like long sequences of really just like indulging mm-hmm. your eyeballs, and it's like this is fucking great. That was Lee's favorite part, I think. My favorite part as well. I would not cut a single fucking. Frame. He said it was the best nature movie ever made. Yeah. And, and I pointed out that that's not nature, but <laughs> I disagree. I get it. Um, he did a, yeah, <laughs> he did a, what do you mean? He, I disagree that it's not nature. Well, but it's, um, not, it's, it's all, isn't it all digital? It's what, it's what will qualify as nature in a <laughs> in few short decades. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, one of the most fascinating things um, was the frame rate. This is, this is, um, you know, mm-hmm. we've, we've seen, we've seen um, HFR movies before. Uh, the Hobbit trilogy. Um, what's the 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 Gemini Man Long, Lee movie? Yeah, um, yeah. Long Walk. Billy, yeah, Billy Lynn. all all yeah. just very awkward to look at, um, unpleasant experiences, I would say. And in he he kind of cracked the code a little bit um, with this movie, where he he was figuring out specific spots to switch to the high frame rate. So there are there are there are sections that are in twenty four, there are sections that are in forty eight. Um, and he just like basically developed a new language for how to utilize that's, different frame rates. And I've never, I think this is the only movie that's done that. I think that's the thing that, um, has made me more interested than anything in seeing, in seeing it is hearing people say that like, oh, there's high frame rate segments yeah. and well, it's not terrible. You don't, that's really I, honestly, interesting. I, I found my, like, I'm, I'm, I'm actively looking for the soap opera effect while i'm watching it and i'm not Mm -hmm. seeing it Mm -hmm. and i think a big part of why he did it too um was he i watched a thing where he like explained it and it's like real in the weeds but basically it's um it's to deal it's to like counteract the effects of your brain trying to reconcile the the 3d which is what gives a lot of people headaches from 3d Mm -hmm. so basically it's like it has to do with like the strobe effect in 24 frames per second um, and the and parallax uh, and 3D and those things like working together kind of like hurt your they hurt your head. Mm-hmm. Um, but the 48 frames it, it eliminates the strobe effect. Uh, so basically, like the 3D can can work. Do more you seamlessly. wear glasses? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you still wear glasses. So anyway, that's what I have to say about that. Um, cool. It's 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 long. Um, I didn't really feel the length personally um i think it's, i think said. yeah i think this one's i think it's better than the first one uh it's pretty funny to me 
reading about like the 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 genocide covered up at Disney World because <laughs> well, because this one like there's like tanks coming for him and shit, right? Yeah, this movie's like <laughs> this movie's this movie's nuts. <laughs> anyway, um, that's number ten. Number nine, uh, Pearl. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked this movie's predecessor X, but I didn't think it was like a masterpiece or anything. It's just it's kind of unfocused and mostly a love letter to Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, that said, Pearl, which is a prequel, feels much more like the main dish. I think Mia Goth is insanely good in this, and it makes the movie kind of, like, it's kind of an oddity. Like, everything feels pretty earnest. Most of the performances are pretty straightforward, except, um, except for hers. And she seems to be, like, acting in her own, like, 1940s movie. Mm -hmm. And because of that, I think Pearl kind of requires a level of self-awareness to even exist, but without, like, it's not, it's not a tongue-in-cheek movie, I don't think, in the way that X is. And I think this is probably, I mean, not probably, I think it's definitely Ty West's best movie. And I think it's because of Mia Goth. Like, I think uh, her, like, helping to write, apparently she's a great writer. And uh, anyway, I'm super excited to see what they do next. I think she's, I, I had no idea. No idea, but I think she's like a great actress. I think this is a one of the best performances of the year. Easily. Yeah. So, can I, I do the quick sidebar? Mm-hmm. Sure. I just Googled Mia Goth to see where she's from, and I just saw an interesting um, Shia LaBeouf headline. And in this article, they refer to him as the Even Stevens alum. <laughs> and I just was thinking about how much he must hate that. Yeah. Anyway, that's okay. too bad. Appreciate I feel like it. at this point, <laughs> everything that's... he's done. Yeah. yeah, I feel like that should be like a the thing that he's happy for. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I guess it could be worth. Uh, well, I was gonna say I, I liked Pearl quite a bit. I also liked it. Better oh, you than saw Max. it? I did. I'm yeah. Glad. Well, so I've seen a lot of movies that I have not texted you about because I was like, we'll just uh, I, wait I, yeah. if they come up today. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I I, I caught it a uh, couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, X. I was I was pretty disappointed with X actually, but I still mm-hmm. wanted to see this because you had talked about how how much you liked it. And uh, yeah, it's it's really like, um, so Ty West always, often does like the slow burn thing, and then this movie kind of has that, but it didn't suffer from it the way that I felt like X just fizzled out. Like by the time they got to something you were excited about, yeah, it was just you were bored. You were too bored to care about anything. Yeah. Whereas with this one, he did a successful slow burn. Uh, but it also just it wasn't that much of a, like it was there was something I think because of her performance, there was something to intrigue and interest you um, in every scene beyond like just like, oh, something's going to happen. Like, anyways, right. yeah, I thought right. Pearl was quite uh, a good. And movie. It also it, wasn't like like House of the Devil, where it's like I feel like the slow burn is sustained, but then you yeah. don't you don't really get anywhere. Well, right. The you, don't, ending, you don't you don't go anywhere you don't want to go, you know. Right. The ending of House of the Devil. So House of the Devil, I think, is probably a more influential movie than it is a good movie. I really enjoyed it, yeah. but it's like mm-hmm. what I enjoy is everything except the last third of the movie. I love oh, absolutely. everything except the last Completely third agree. of the movie. Yeah. Completely and it's agree. like the ending is not terrible, but it's just, yeah. I don't, we I don't knew know. that. We knew that then, you know? You were, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. But it's, I also, I think like without Ty West, you don't have this whole A24 wave. You don't have this, like just the horror we've had over the last decade. So I agree. Uh, credit no, I think, too, but. I think, yeah, I think he's influential. And I think, one more thing I'll say about Pearl, which is like the thing that people, the, 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 if there was one moment in that movie that people kind of lose their shit over, it's the, the, the wonder of, of Mia Goth just like basically like unloading to her sister in law. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, just like, it's, it's wonderful. She's, it's, it's, it's great. 
but um, I think it goes on too long, like mm. a good like two to three minutes too long. Um, so I would say that like that to me is a is a is a is an indication of the actor, kind of like Joker, where the actor's kind of running the show a little bit. Yeah. So I if that. I had a, if I had a quibble, it would be like it's this scene that everybody says is amazing, which I do think is good. It's great. She's yeah. awesome in it. She is, but it's just like I would I could use a little bit of editing there. Also, I love so, that cut back to the look on the yeah. sister's face. I think yeah. it's so great. My my quibble was more um that because of when X took place that they had to, you know, time this like this character's would have been this age. It was during oh, World sure. War 1. And yeah. the films that they were pulling from were all films that came later, but it was trying yeah, to make it fair. like she was. So there was a little bit of a, uh, what do you call yeah. that? Apocryphal or um, anachronist, anachronistic quality or a uh, uh-huh. problem there. But, yeah. uh, but I still didn't care that much. It was, it was, it was a fun enough horror movie. It was good. Awesome. Um, number eight, everything, everywhere, all at once. Um, so I have I'm... it higher. Okay. So do okay. I not talk about it then? Right? Yeah, so we'll skip so. it until we okay. get to it on kids' list. <laughs> okay, cool. That's fun. Um, seven is Triangle of Sadness. Uh, that's Ruben Oslin's new movie. Uh, it's a satire mm. and deconstruction of socioeconomic power sources or structures. Although power sources would be cool. Um, <laughs> it's a little on the long side, but it's like really pretty entertaining. Um, I really like this guy's movies. Uh, he mostly deals in like dark comedy and satire, and his last two films were Force Majeure, which was 2014, and I fucking okay, yeah. love that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's The Square, and they're about like masculinity and like fine art community, respectively, and both do a pretty thorough job of like examining their subject matter while never getting too like austere or forgetting to be funny. Um, but they also manage to carry like a certain amount of weight. And I think triangle sadness is no different. Um, so yeah. Um, I don't know. There's also one of the most shocking, uh, sequences I've seen in a movie. I'm sure people have been talking about it. Um, but, uh, yeah, I really liked it. Very funny. Woody Harrelson's in it. He's funny. Um, cool. Yeah. Great cast. Uh, takes place on a boat. Oh, I love a good boat movie. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, moving on. Number six is the Batman. I have it higher. Okay. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. Number five, Top Gun Maverick. I have it higher. Okay. All right. <laughs> hey, this is, this is fun. Yeah, we're checking right along. <laughs> I'm about to jump in here. I love it. Uh, number three, Tar. Directed no, no, no. Wait, number four. four. You're on four. Oh, four. Oops. Oh, I messed up big time. Number four is Banshees of Inishirin. Oh, um, I've, got, I've got Banshees at number four. Hey. Whoa. Yeah. Right. Okay. All right, so I'll I'll read my thing and then you can First, you can real jump quick. in. What do you got? Kit, you have not seen this. I know what happened. I know everything about it. I thought about okay. this thing. I'd seen it because I've seen so much of it and read so much about it. But okay, I guess with all of these, I like again. I don't know who listens, but let's not get too spoilery. But we, I, I think we're doing fine so far. So just wanted to. Uh, I've got no real spoilers. Okay, cool. I think. Um, Yeah, I mean, the, the like mortality and friendship are both like big themes in this movie. So, needless to say, I connected with it pretty in a pretty profound way. Um, this is perhaps Brian McDonough's most successful movie in that it manages to be like very emotional, carry a ton of weight, and stick with you in a meaningful way. But it is also genuinely hilarious. Um, I also think this 
might be Colin Farrell's best. Yeah, he's so movie. good in it. Best is performance. He, is he best actor of the year? Do we think? I could, I could do that. I could be comfortable it's, with that. You, you could make an argument for it. Um, I think between this and that, in fact, this is the next. My next point is between this and the Batman. I like. I'm genuinely wondering: is he one of the greats? I, I, I totally. Which is cr- it's you, funny uh, to think. I about think that. he is. Yeah. Did either of you see After Yang? No. Yeah. Okay. You did oh, see that, wow. Kit? Yeah, we just talked about it, Andrew, didn't we? Didn't you tell me to watch it? No. Somebody I've not did. Seen it. Maybe Lee. Okay. Um. Yeah, maybe he, he was in that, so that was maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I think he is able, even in, like the gentleman, that really shitty um guy, guy, guy Ritchie, Ritchie movie. Yeah. He's incredible. He like, is, yeah. He, he, how, he's funny in such a specific way. He's, in some ways, he's funny because his acting is so good. He's, he's like 100%. so, he's so just like, oh, wow, a normal guy entered the movie. Like a guy <laughs> who's just like almost like here on accident. He's so seamless mm-hmm. in how he is that it's like it's funny. Like it's it's delightful. No matter, yeah. He's like I. We were, maybe I, I could have sworn I was talking to you about this, Andrew. Just how he at the beginning of his career, he was considered such a like a bad boy, but he was also like the next heartthrob, and he's he was put yeah. in movies that didn't really give you a sense that he would ever be doing this yeah. kind of shit. And now he's just doing very weird little movies, plus like the Batman. Um, and absolutely killing it. It's so crazy to me that this is the same guy as the Penguin. Oh, <laughs> like, I know. Yeah, it's yeah, absolutely. wild. It's crazy to me that this is the guy who played Bullseye in Daredevil. Two yeah. Thousand two. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. He's the yeah. most fun part of that movie too, though. Yeah, but I would not say like. No, it's not good, but like. <laughs> no. But yeah, sure. But like he's, he's, he's doing having something. A good time. Yeah, he's having a good time. <laughs> He seems to know the movie he's in. Um, uh, yeah. So, Mike, what do you have to say about Banshees? Yeah. No. So, and I. This is one I just caught the other day. Um, mm-hmm. I was really happy I squeezed this in uh, before we did the episode because, like, you know, it's my number four. So it's not like I had a ton of really movies that I was really passionate about. But um, I loved it because uh, it's like I. I've been. I. You know, to some degree, I've felt where both of these guys are like, you know, there's the one friend who wait a minute. Are you Brennan Gleason? And am I Colin Farrell? (laughs) I mean, I think, yeah. Well, and it's, it's also like, don't say yeah. I think soon, soon you will be soon. Okay. Fair enough. Well, but, but even so like, but yeah, I've just like, uh, I, I related very strongly to both characters. Um, I think more to Colin Farrell's character. Uh, but he's also just more of, an open book in this uh brennan gleason's character is a little uh harder you know you don't have the fuller picture um mm-hmm. i mean you know you get there kind of but anyhow so yeah it was but it, what i liked so very funny movie very beautiful movie wonderful performances uh but extremely thoughtful about subjects that i've never really seen yes. a movie explore and yes. i just loved it like i was yeah so like like there's lots of movies about friendship there's lots of but it's like there's nothing that I've seen at least in quite a while that was about that, that explored friendship in these ways mm-hmm. uh, or in, in, sorry, in the way that this, this one does. And it was just like, 
um i don't know yeah i don't it's know it's such so it was... a play to me it, yeah. it is such a play in that there's this premise and the whole thing is just like exploring that idea and there's such a like there's a real like maturity it just feels grown up yeah in a way and then mm-hmm. of course it also looks beautiful like they tr- it doesn't look like play, right but yeah it's like it feels like a r- again i'm saying this not having seen the whole movie but it <laughs> feels like a very grown up yeah like deep i've seen a lot of people talking about like oh well it represents this or it's really about this or it's really about this and it's like mm. that's a brilliant literary device because it's not like i guarantee Mm -hmm. that it wasn't about that but you can see whatever you want in it and it's still good even if you just think it's about what's on the you know yeah it's about friendship that's yeah it's about creativity you know whatever it almost felt like so i've i've enjoyed but not really loved uh martin mcdonald mcdonald mcdonald's mcdonald's uh i've his other movies um and so it's not like I saw this one because of him. I saw this because multiple people were like, you should check it out. Like you should really see it. Um, but yes, it does feel like, like what a writer craves most in life to like stumble upon, like, like that very fertile multi-directional yes. idea yeah. that just yeah. like, but yeah. So anyways, yeah, that, that's pretty much what I would say about Banshees is have you really, seen, really uh, loved it. Have you seen Calvary? Yeah, I did see that. Okay. I uh, thought that one was interesting. It's not as him? good, but it, yeah, that's him, I think pretty oh, sure okay it could I be his brother because there's 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 brian and then oh, there's john okay. michael john michael okay. did like the guard which i love the guard um and there's a couple others and then his career has not been quite as good um okay but they have a I similar voice i liked it but i can't remember what, what it's about it's about a pri- it's about a catholic priest who is uh he's got like a you know a crisis crisis of faith and then yeah. also he receives a letter saying that he's going to be assassinated in like a week or something like that. I do remember enjoying that one. Yeah. And then I I like in Bruges a lot. I think, I think that one, like just seeing that for the first time, I'd never heard this, like this particular voice Mm -hmm. come from a, like like a writer director before. Like this was like a fresh, uh, I don't know, type of humor or or whatever for me. Um, Mm -hmm. So I, I remember watching that with all, all of, our friends um just like on a whim and everybody just laughing their asses off yeah but i think that like it is it's great um and there's some heavy stuff in it but i think like i think this movie represents just like a true progression you know like a real (laughs) like a dude who's definitely learned more I i think i mean i don't know i know he writes plays and stuff too so maybe he's always been this much of a genius um but it just he feels seems like... like a delightful no, completely normal person also really yeah interesting he was in that he was the director who interviewed taylor swift i saw that for the I, directors I on it, directors yeah and he was Wild. like the perfect person because you could just tell he he didn't give a sh- like he just he he had no obviously it's a little bit weird for to have all these like great directors and then taylor swift who's never directed a film in mm-hmm. one of them mm-hmm. and he was wonderful and she was being very good too about sort of like being deferential toward him and he completely like knocks that down he t- like you know she she asked him about like the horse being in se- in certain scenes and like you know when did you decide to do that and what do, what does that mean to you 
and he taught he basically said like uh, the horse was just a really good actor and <laughs> i was <laughs> like well let's put this horse in more scenes <laughs> like <laughs> and he just seems like a very very humble guy cool you have to watch that um, um yeah number three kit number three jumping in uh oh yeah what do you got oh okay my number three is elvis okay <laughs> i didn't um, see that one so this this was a weird year of film for me i think uh just things in my life made movies perform a very different function for the second half of the year um and i watched a lot of movies that i was just like that was fine like movies that i might have been able to work up some kind of like that fucking sucked like and have this whole like you know be able to rant and talk about what i would do differently i watched and i was like no, that gave me uh, some respite from <laughs> from my life. So yeah. I perfectly enjoyed that. Um, and we'll get to some of those when I ta- we talk about like our honorable mentions, I think. But um, Elvis was one that Lee and I, <sighs> I think we expected it to suck. We were, because we thought the, tr- the trailer was wild. hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and wild, but it was wild in a. F- it was mostly wild in a way that seemed, Jesus Christ, what is this? What is Tom Hanks doing? This is mm-hmm. gonna be awful. Mm-hmm. But in a few moments, we were both like, "This might be a pretty good Elvis biopic." I, like, I, I got <laughs> it as soon as soon as he's because the movie opens with him. Uh, it's on my mm-hmm. honorable mentions. It was it was in my top ten, and it just it mm-hmm. just barely didn't make it. Um, mm-hmm. I also loved it, mm-hmm. and um, it it's it's like in those few first few moments it's like oh the trailers make sense now yes it's <laughs> so it made us laugh our butts off mm-hmm. like because it is fucking silly and i mean baz lerman is ex- like extremely hit or miss i do not like i i think romeo plus juliet is great mm-hmm. i despise um uh what's the everything one everything else yeah <laughs> I mean, I agree. Yeah. yeah, I don't like any of but obvi- movies. But I recognize craft. I know he he has a point of view and a style that yeah. I I admire. What a like technician he oh, is. Such and, a technician, absolutely. Yeah. And, and it, it gets worked more and more complicated. Like it's crazy. Like this between this and like Great Gatsby, it's like these are two of the 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 highest technical achievements that I can right. think of. Truly, I mean, one of my favorite scenes of the year is what they say what do they say they say like like i think colonel tom parker is he's he's probably narrating he says something about black people and then like all this like (laughs) spooky crazy music plays and there's like headlines flying like just about racism and stuff and it's like it is so funny and so um elegantly skips over the it falls of making an Elvis biopic of like, well, he stole all this music and ideas from black people. And it's like the movie acknowledges that. And at times it acknowledges it in a very like eye rolly kind of like, oh, here's Elvis, like talking to his black friends about it. But it like mm-hmm. it's such a silly, crazy, colorful thing that you just go with everything that it throws at you. I like, agree. 
It yeah. does it does everything that like walk hard tells you not to do, <laughs> yeah. but it does it so hard that it becomes good. It it is in its own yeah. way, I think, also a satire of music biopics. Yeah, um, I agree. And yeah. I I think Austin Butler now, I'm biased because I have been watching him since he From was the on the Carrie Diaries. And I was like, that kid's good. Like, this <laughs> shitty little show, no one watched. I'm like, he's fucking good. And yeah. he is fucking unbelievable in this yeah. movie. In a yeah, role that I would never have guessed anyone could play Elvis on screen in a way that I would go, yeah, yeah that's really good. Because it's just yeah. so hard to do and not look ridiculous. And his singing, I can't believe that he was at... Literally, I didn't believe he said in like I saw interviews before the movie where he talked about how he sang all of the early Elvis. And I'm just like, no, he did not. And then <laughs> I watched the movie. I watched him sing. I'm just like, he actually did. That's crazy. And he doesn't sound stupid. It's mm -hmm. so good. And I especially love the way that they shoot his performance scenes there. That's like the best aspect yeah. of the movie to me. It does such a good job of translating to cinema what music and Elvis in particular did to people. It is not like a faithful recreation of his performances. It's a heightened, silly, stupid, crazy recreation of his mm -hmm. performances. And it's 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 so fucking good. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I loved saw it. It was just fun as hell. I saw so many headlines and, and things where it was like, Austin Butler still doing the Elvis voice in mm -hmm. interviews, you know, two years after completing filming or whatever. And just like reading all about like him, just like how deep he was trying to get into the character and, you know, all that method bullshit. Um, and uh, just kind of rolling my eyes and, and, you know, I didn't catch this in the theater because partially because of just reading that stuff just felt so mm -hmm. obnoxious to me. And then I saw the movie and I was <laughs> like, you know what? Worth it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he was. Yeah. He didn't see his family for like three years because he was in Australia. It was COVID, and yeah. it's also funny. To, it is funny to me because so when Austin Butler talks, he is Brad Pitt. He is one hundred percent doing Brad Pitt, and he almost acknowledges it in interviews. Oh, where he'll yeah, talk I've, I've about. Seen that. Yeah. He'll talk about how like yeah, I want to be Johnny Depp and Brad Pitt basically, and I'm like, well, that's refreshing to at least tell people. <laughs> but like, he is from Anaheim. He's from where I'm from. <laughs> Like, yeah he's from disneyland essentially kit um, finally gets representation yeah but no it, it was just it's it was it hit me at the right time to just be like you know what fuck it i'm fucking enjoying this mm -hmm. <laughs> it's really really fun i loved it from the from the like opening as soon as because the thing i need i mean i just like as soon as i knew as soon as i understood Colonel Tom Parker, mm -hmm. it was like, I just felt like I was in totally safe hands. Yeah, that... the whole slot machine thing with him. Yeah, yeah, I love it. And the fact like, oh, he is like, he's like a carnival barker in P Pinocchio uh -huh. or something. Like exactly. that, like him, exactly. like, it's like, okay, I get it. Tom Hanks, Geppetto in this one of his <laughs> years, many Pinocchios. I, I didn't see the Tom Hanks one. <laughs> um, number three, or for me? Yeah, mm -hmm. um, Tar, directed mm -hmm. by Nick Nightingale himself, Todd Field. <laughs> uh -huh. um, really, really loved this one a lot. Uh, it actually, I just, I, it just came in the mail. You should watch it. Yeah, um, I almost watched it today, but I didn't have time. Yeah, I wanted to get to I, that one too. It doesn't necessarily need to be about music, 
but it had, I mean, I don't know if you guys will get the benefit of this, not seeing in the theater, but like the, the music that is in the movie, like especially cause she's a conductor and there are the, when the performances, you actually see them, they, I mean, they like rattled my bones. <laughs> um, it was incredible. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, it feels so much to me like a like a like a Kubrick with maybe like a little dash of Hitchcock. Um, there's just this like precision to it that I found stunning, and it kind of has to be. It kind of has to be, I think, to fit the character that Kate Blanchett hmm. is playing. Um, and it's also like this performance. I would call it career defining. If it is if she it, your best actress? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe she's she could she's easily easily on the list. Um, I would call it career defining if like anybody had seen this movie. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm amazed that this one isn't like everywhere in the way. Cause like his last movie, little children was like a big Oscar contender. Everybody was talking about it. It was all over the place. Normies I think, were... I mean, maybe the award season will be helpful to it. I hope so. I hope so. Because I think this one is, is like magnificent. Um, I really want to know how Todd Field's life works. Cause he makes a movie like every 10 years, right? I like to believe that he is like. What does he do the rest of the time? I hope he's just like happy, chilling, going on vacation. That's what I'm I saying. Like, how do you have money? Like, I genuinely want to know. Like those guys who like, yeah, just you know, like the uh, Jonathan Glazer. Sure, That's another one makes like a masterpiece think, every five or six years. I bet they, I bet they do like speaking engagements, and you know, I bet they write stuff, and I'd probably, sure like, they probably like touch up scripts or yeah, I bet they do like things that. that just like yeah. no one would ever write about in the trades. So Basically. I haven't seen Tar yet. I didn't actually like Little Children, but I have heard nothing but like excellent things about Tar. So I'd really like to check it out. I, I don't know. Are, is it really... not getting buzz in your your circle? My I might I mean I hear people talking about it, but Yeah. Everybody says it's like a sure thing for like Oscars and I don't know. Yeah. I say everybody. I listen to two film podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> that's all that's about as deep into it as I get. Well, but, uh, it's accessible and you guys should both watch it. I think it's yeah. really great. It's it's yeah, it's a, it's on the it's on the long side. But like, and it, honestly, it took it took me like almost the first act to like kind of grasp what the movie was about. Mm-hmm. But, um, but everything like it opens on this um like panel discussion between her and some guy in front of like an auditorium of people, and everything is so just like well written and and rehearsed it's just like it's so enthralling just to like listen to a panel discussion you know something that would you if you put it on youtube you'd be bored in five seconds um but like i don't know it's just there's something it's a movie that really i think it really grabs you and 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 you're kind of at its mercy um but um but yeah i love it it's got a fantastic ending um great cinematography i don't know i could i could talk about this one forever but um Anyway, uh, do you have a top? Do you have a three? A number three? Yes, my number three was Sonic the Hedgehog two. Hell yeah! <laughs> yeah, really enjoyed it. I think maybe yep. not quite as good as the first, but part of what was great about the first was the surprise of how fucking good it was. Um, Sonic the Hedgehog mm. two was as good as I needed it to be. Uh, you know, as good as I could have hoped. Uh, you know, for I a sequel. saw it. I don't. I think maybe on the plane someone was watching it in front of me, and I like watched it for a few minutes. It was yeah. like the scene at the wedding where. <laughs> Um, yeah, I love and it that did part. make me laugh when he goes and like I couldn't hear it, but when he like grabs the ring, I love yeah. that. It's so funny. Yeah, um, it's yeah, it's extremely fun. It's funny. It's also like um, 
there's just i don't see a ton of kids movies yet like i'm old enough where i don't go see minions and stuff like that but like this Mm -hmm. is like i don't even know why i saw the first one i i was just excited to see the first one and then like the pandemic happened and it was one of the first like i think it was a bit mike I think it might have been a, it might have started as a bit and like all of my bits it metamorphosed metamorphosized into my entire personality um, yeah. but uh, but no it's just it's really fun like it was and it was actually funny so there's a movie or there's a podcast called the video archives podcast and it's mm-hmm. Quentin Tarantino and Roger Avery and then Gala Avery his daughter and the other day she said that Sonic the Hedgehog 2 was her favorite film of the year and like <laughs> wow. she has very very like like the movies she talks about seeing are like deep fucking cuts like she's not mm-hmm. like a casual film goer um so i was like all right i feel like i feel vindicated like it is a yeah yeah, it's a it's a very good movie it's and and actually it did uh, well yeah it did really well uh the fellow that wrote it or one i don't know if it was co-written but uh he also wrote that um the santa movie i haven't gotten to see it yet but oh uh uh, violent night violent night that's the one that's great both uh both violent night and sonic 2 made my honorable mentions Um, there you go and i I like them very much yeah Yeah, I'll, i'll just real quick about violent night like it's from the trailer, I mean, it looks like a like a, a tongue-in-cheek die-hard movie featuring Santa Claus and the role mm-hmm. of John McClane. And it is, but it's actually awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I it mean, looked Dennis really, and I, I went, thought it looked fun. Dennis and I went and saw it thinking, like, I think, you know, she wanted to see it more than I did. And then also... I think it was just like, ah, uh, what's playing? Well, this is playing right now. Nothing, because, you know, I think people were trying to stay away from the Avatar release date. Um, oh, yeah. But, but we both loved um, it. Yeah, great. Honestly, like a actual great Christmas movie. I will definitely, hmm. it'll, it'll be somewhere on the Christmas movie rotation nice. from now on. Yeah. Yeah, I think it, it should be out on video soon enough. I'd like to check it out. I was um, thinking, you said casual film goer, and I was thinking, like, if we each had, like, our persona... I feel like Andrew would be a serious film goer. Hell yeah. And then Mike would be like home video maniac. <laughs> and I think I'm a casual film goer. Uh, okay. Like a casual film I think you goer want who to happens see yourself... to be a genius. Sure. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. I think I would one. be, I mean, I am a home video enthusiast, but I think as far as film goer, I would be like the, uh, the, uh, long trench coat sitting in the back row film yeah sure. jerking off i'm yeah i'm a cat how about, is he jerking how off or is he hiding film a gun genius? who knows yeah maybe both yeah maybe both yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's good um but, but anyways yeah it was just a lot of fun i get that's it that's the other thing so all three of my so banshees of inishiran is my mm-hmm. most serious it's not fun film. yeah <laughs> uh the top three are just very fun and like after mm-hmm. This this was a this was a very good year for horror films. Um, oh yes, you can oh, tell yes. that people are full of demons that they need to purge, and that everybody <laughs> is just so sick after these last two or three years. Sure. Um, and so it was just like, you know, literally like, and figuratively. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Um, but yeah, like Kit was saying, like there were movies, and you just like it was. I think I think yeah, it was easy to be kind. To movies that provided you with a little fun this year mm-hmm. and like uh yeah and there were some movies that fucking knocked it out of the park and so that's part of with sonic yep. the hedgehog too is like sometimes like, you go see a movie that's like fun or fluff especially stuff mm-hmm. that comes to netflix like that's you're like okay this probably won't be good but maybe i'll enjoy it and you watch it and 
and there's just always it. something in it that's like it pulls you back out to like the Twitterverse or like like sure. And it's, it's not even just like oh it got political or whatever. It just, it's like there's just like some snarkiness or cynicism to it, and that that's just not in the Sonic. Yeah, I think it's so not nice. even. I think it isn't even like you're saying. It's not to me the t- number one culprit is not like it's not something like political or like social commentary. It's literally like the film is meta about itself. Yes. And yeah, I'm just yeah. like, I was enjoying this. Can you just let me have this scene and not yeah. undercut it? It's like so, there's such an epidemic of that. And part of what, like I'm looking at my top three films now and they're all fun, but they're very like, like Elvis is very, is fun and stupid, but very serious about its subject matter. Yeah. In a way. Like it will not, it, it is just going all the way. And my top two also i think have that same quality of just like we are going hard in on this world that we've built and we will not let you escape until it's over yeah uh so then i believe we are on to number two with kit okay andrew did you want to go first no you go ahead number two i watched it today everything everywhere all at once oh yeah there you go (laughs) i think it's not a perfect movie it's it's it seems like we're saying about all the movies like it's long <laughs> mm-hmm. like it's longer than it needed to be mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um it stretches out i think certain like emotional beats and certain points and it is trying to do uh if you appropriate to its title uh, a lot mm-hmm. um but it's so inspiring at, you know for someone who likes movies it at, to me it gives me so much hope Absolutely. about the future of movies that these guys first of all this is a movie that's going to make people want to make movies i think absolutely oh kids sure. are going to young people are going to see this movie and be like i can make a movie yep and the just the with the barest of justifications you can have an idea and just do it and it can become a thing it reminds me in some ways of the premise of banshees where it's just like I had this idea of like, what if this guy did this and I'm just going to let that play out and it's great. And this movie is like even le- even <laughs> more tenuous, I feel like, of just like oh, there's googly eyes on shit or like mm-hmm. and then it's almost like. To me, it feels like as they're making the film. Those symbols take on meaning because they stick with them throughout this story as sure. opposed to the Daniels being like, this will mean this. And th-. it's not like tightly. It's an extremely complicated movie and it is tightly constructed in the sense that obviously for whoever had to storyboard this or however they made it, it must have been crazy. But it's not tightly constructed in the sense that like, oh, this connects here and this connects. It, like, it, that, and that doesn't fucking matter. It, it suits the style of the filmmaking and it was yeah. ex- extremely moving. I think very relatable to a lot of people on very different levels. You know, I've heard people say like they wanted it to be like the experience of flipping through your phone and that's not really how i looked at it no but like that's if that's how people connect to it that's fine um but yeah it was just and i think i think michelle yo is probably my best actress i i i think the film she's really good in this movie it 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 it's such a tall order and so much of it is her um just her carrying us through this like crazy experience and then i thought um what's his name her husband 
Oh, uh, short yeah. round. He's incredible. And I also think I was saying this to Lee today. I think you should get bonus points in Oscar votes if you have if you know martial arts. In uh, addition to being a great actor, Ki, or actress, Ki Hui, Ki Hui yeah. Kwan, I think. Yeah, I, he I'm he sure was incredible that, and so key. Because I think his performance, it's not like like hers is very naturalistic, and I find his to be heightened a little bit. I think mm-hmm. partly so that he can show you the contrast. Yeah. between when he is her like very sweet goofy husband and when he's like an assassin or you know kind of guy um and he is also so key to those just like maintaining when you know what <laughs> world you're in yeah. um and yeah he was he was he was fantastic i think they they b- both were amazing and contenders for like my best actors of the year um yeah it was just Really, really sweet. Really, really funny. Mm-hmm. Um, raccoon Cooey. Raccoon, <laughs> raccoon Cooey is like such a great payoff. <laughs> like probably the best like joke payoff of the year mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was fantastic. Um, in 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 the same vein of what you were saying about uh, it giving you hope for for movies, I saw this at a pre screening deep in the suburbs in IMAX. And I think I had seen one trailer like it wasn't really, you know, there was trailers online, but I don't think you there was like a ton of marketing for this before it came out. And the screening was sold out (laughs) and is one of the best crowds I've ever had. Just like just people of all types loving this weirdo freak movie. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I, I really wasn't into Swiss Army man like that's just i i i I know people still talk about it It i love their music videos i was really into their music yeah (laughs) yeah they're they're great um but i feel like swiss army man felt like a music video to me Mm -hmm. um like i could i can appreciate like you know the sort of creative concept and then you know a lot of the sequence in it sequences in it are beautiful but i and the and paul dano and daniel radcliffe are both great but i just like i did not connect with that movie um but I, yeah, I don't know. This one got me. Um, it's a great example of filmmaking because it isn't a hundred million dollar movie, but still delivers. Oh, I it mean, looks. It looks great. They 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 ten xed every single uh, dollar that was in. Their it budget, looks I really feel. expensive yes. and cinematic and wonderful, which is such a. F- I mean, it's part of. In fact, it's another commonality between like all three movies and in, in, in my top three that they just like, they looked like fucking movies. Yeah. It's a twenty. It's a it's a twenty million dollar movie. I'm insane, so, and I'm so I know it's bonkers, and I'm so so excited for those filmmakers, and I'm so excited for a twenty four. Um, you know they get their first hundred million dollar hit. Um, and um, yeah, I think I think this movie is pure cinema. Uh, it doesn't really work as anything else but a movie. Um, I, I left feeling you know kind of high on it, and I spent. I think the next several months, like wondering if I was sort of duped into liking something twee and meaningless. Um, but I don't know. When I revisited it recently, I found it very affecting, um, very emotional, very sweet, um, beautiful. I, I don't know. I think this movie feels a little bit like um, spinning plates, but it never fails. Mm-hmm. And it definitely delivers on the spectacle emotion and emotionality of its characters. So I'm... Yeah. I'm 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 very very excited about this movie. It reminds me of Scott Pilgrim in a way of just like sure. I mean it's like to the nth degree, but just where you see that and you're like, oh fuck, you can do this in a movie. Yeah. You know, yeah. like yeah, it's, I 
it's and and the, and the fact that it's like it's almost grading how new it is mm-hmm. you know how how like it's it's a very it's a very interesting like kind of once in a generation type right. of like it movie. feels like a it feels like a type of movie we haven't gotten to yet yeah yeah, yeah it's it's, it's really cool have you seen it mike well <clears throat> not to be a bummer <laughs> uh i i started it i think i probably got about 30 <clears throat> 30 or 40 minutes in and it just was not clicking with me i i was like annoyed by it um and it could have just been the mood i was in because i couldn't like I, I i can't put into words why like i didn't think mm-hmm. it was dumb i didn't think it was did you get made. audited right before <laughs> yes that was on? part of it Okay. Um, no, I don't know. I think if they tightened click. it up and got you to certain places a little bit faster, yeah, I think it would. It would. I I can see how that could happen, but partly maybe the word of mouth made me go like, I'm gonna. St-. As soon as he's like in the laundromat doing flips on like the video ca- on like the video, do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Toward the beginning. Then I'm yeah. Then I'm like. Okay, I get like I'm into like I want to see where where this is going. Oh, yeah. also just like the mise en scene, like the 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 their apartment that they live in above Love. the laundromat. Oh my god, it's it's fucking nuts to like imagine that somebody or like there was a a, a coordinator who put that together. Like that is I was thinking nuts. the exact same thing that that's how could that not be a real apartment? And then like the opening with like the round mirror, just that mm-hmm. like. I think does such a good job of telling you like this is the kind of movie you're in for <laughs> like mm-hmm. this is the kind of like visual craziness and like ingenuity you're going to have yeah the se- Lee was talking about the scene where they're just like there's all the lights colored lights going on and they're just staring at each other mm-hmm. with those goofy smiles on their faces and just like <laughs> it's so sweet and so like it's such good acting too. There's a lot. It's it's like Pearl in a way where it's just like you have to like hold this weird like it's telling, giving, sending a different message, but a similar thing of just like as an actor that seems really hard to yeah. do <laughs> to just like yeah stay in that moment and try to keep something going on. You know. Sure. Sure. Yeah. I it agree. was great. Yeah, I may have to give it another spin one of these days. I might just not have been in the mood. Also, actually probably uh most crucially the hype for this thing was like fucking through the roof this yes. summer and so when it i was. finally got to it i was like i don't know like i just you know wouldn't feel it but anyhow uh, it reminded me i wanted to say it reminded me of back to the future in a way that's the sure. that's what i was that's what i was thinking about when i watched it of just like the way that the opening scene like in, the opening is not like back to the future and that back to the future is like telling you the whole movie like this is everything that's gonna happen, mm. and then it and then it just does. But it was a similar thing of like the the these opening moments are so crucial, <laughs> like mm-hmm. that kind of level of, and also that it's such a like. Back to the Future is a time travel movie. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna talk more about Back to the Future because I watched those for the first time this year, <sighs> but it's a time travel movie. It's like the most famous time travel movie, and it does not do what you think a time travel movie would do. That was what's one of the things that stuck out to me about those movies is that it's not anyone else's approach to making a time travel movie, I feel like. It's not what they would do. 
And this is somewhere where, like, this is not the multiverse movie. There were multiple right. multiverse movies this year, <laughs> and <laughs> this one uh, is not what anyone else would do <laughs> with no. a multiverse film. It's yeah. fun. Like, I kind of wonder if they, if, because I think you could have gotten this. I mean, I'm sure this movie's been on their minds, you know, for years or something, but I feel mm-hmm. like it was, this, this might have been one that they were able to get greenlit for this budget. Um, <laughs> because you've got all these other multiverse movies so it's yeah. like here's here's our multiverse counter programming yeah. our like so funny. yeah our like asian centric mm-hmm. like hot dog fingers multiverse movie yep. um so the last thing i was going to say about everything everywhere all at once was that uh, it reminded me of like a spike jones movie or even just like mm-hmm. a lot of the movies that sure. came out in 1999 that were very yeah. like just marvelously different um so yeah, I feel like I should like it. I just something it about it. It looks a little bit. Out. It's got that like um being John Malkovich. Yeah. Thing it's like I love where that like movie. the real world is so like dingy and still kind of 70s in some weird <laughs> weird way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just like drab everything. But yeah, anyway, yeah. so yeah, I'll have to give it another shot. I'll try to see if I can get it to click. Uh so that was Kits number 2. So now we are at Andrew's number 2. I believe. Uh yeah, number 2. Decision to leave. Uh, directed okay. by Park Chan Wook. Um, mm-hmm. Yep, he's made some fantastic movies, I think. But I think, like, there are movies that I think he's really well known for that are a little bit overrated. And I think he's got a couple of stinkers. He's got one called Stoker, which is his only English mm-hmm. language movie, and oh yeah, written by Wentworth Miller, which is weird. Yeah. Um, and I fucking love that movie, uh, but a lot of people don't really like it, so I don't know if it's actually good or if I just love it. Um, but is this the guy that did Parasite? No, that's um, that's Bo- Bong Joon Ho or Bong Joon Ho. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like Snowpiercer. Um, Memories of Murder is that guy. Okay. This is uh, Old Boy, the Vengeance oh, trilogy, yes. okay. the Han- the Handmaiden, um, which I think this movie and the Handmaiden are his best movies. Uh, And he's made some really good ones like um, joint security area is a really, really good one early in his career. I recommend that one. Um, And I actually like the other two movies in the vengeance trilogy more than old boy. Um, Thirst is not super great. I like Stoker handmaiden, I think is long, but it rocks. And then this one, I think, I think this is his best movie. Um, It's just so incredibly beautiful, like a really great example of like subtle and, and, well thought out patient cinematography blending incredibly well with even more subtle like visual effects um it kind of does some of the everything everywhere all at once stuff but just like way dialed back um i mean this guy just knows how to make movies uh anyway um this one caught me off guard um i actually left the theater and sort of like sort of confused and bewildered not really sure if i liked it i saw it with my wife and like she walked out and she was like "Mm, nah don't like it Hmm. um and it was like a week later we were just in the car and we were talking about movies or something and she's like you know that movie we saw last week i can't stop thinking about we were both having like the exact same thought (laughs) and it was just like actually we both loved it (laughs) interesting um which i think is really interesting um so now it's stuck with me it lives in my brain playing on repeat um totally stunning to look at fantastic characters just a really interesting inversion of like some very familiar genre conventions um yeah it ends up being like it, it's devastating in a lot of ways but it's also you know it's funny and weird and 
very earnest and extremely sweet, but you don't really, you're not really aware of how, of how like sweet it is just because of the, you know, the kind of the premise of the movie. Um, anyway, it's, 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 it's one that I think it sticks with you. Um, so I, I highly recommend it. I think you, neither of you have seen this, right? No, no. I have not. Okay. I think, I don't know about you. I don't know if you'll like it, Mike. I think Kit would like it. Um, not gory or violent in that I can remember. Um, but I think like very pretty and I think you'll like the characters. Um, so yeah, that's my number two. Cool. My number two is Top Gun Maverick. Yeah, baby. Is that a higher on anybody's list? No, it's my number five. Oh, that's right. You had a number five. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. I guess so we, we had put a pin in it. Uh, so that's not even on your list, Kit? It got Top knocked Gun. out by everything everywhere all at once today. Wow. Well, there you go. Um, well, yeah. So uh, let's talk about Top Gun Maverick. I guess we already did for an entire episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, yeah. It, oh, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, like, I, I, I'm not going to dwell on it because we did a whole episode on it. But, like, yeah. for years, literally, we talked about this movie and how all that matters is great plane footage. And while I think the plane footage, like, is the reason for the season, like, truly, it is in the same vein of Avatar 2 in that it is a singular experience that demands you to be in a theater with a massive screen. And I'm genuinely sad that I will probably never see top gun maverick in imax ever again um but also grateful that i got to be there for what i would consider like a historic achievement like i think i mean we i talked about this in the episode but it's like i think people will talk about this movie like the being able to see it in the theater i think they'll be talking about it for forever um and i think and i think the movie itself is actually pretty good like which is like a weird thing like i, I mean obviously this movie would not make my top 10 if the um if the plane the flying sequences weren't so like flawlessly perfect um but yeah i don't know there were so few movies i saw this year with a with that were that needed to be seen in a theater mm-hmm. i mean i would argue like you know i I saw some older movies that that benefited and it was cool to see them in a theater. Like it's fun to like, kind of feel like you're going back in time a little bit. Um, but like, you know, there's plenty of like movies that I, I'm, you know, I would not choose to stream something overseeing it in a theater mostly, but like, I think like Top Gun and Avatar are like, you know, in, if, if the theater's dying, then this is this, these are the last reasons to go to the movie theater. Yeah. Yeah, no, um, but, I guess but we yeah. had the episode, but um, pretty much one of the most, really the second most fun I had at the movies this year. Uh, the crowd was great that I saw it with. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was number one again? I forgot. Your number one, oh, n- oh, it's your number one movie was the most fun you had at the theater? Yes, yeah, so okay. upcoming. Okay, okay. So okay. stay tuned. Okay. Um, but, but yeah, no, it was just, it was a really fun crowd. It was one, I think this was the first movie I saw after Victor was born. So it was like kind of special to get away. And by then it had already been out for a month. And I was like, just, I was frustrated that I hadn't gotten to see it yet, but I was at the same time, I just had so much stuff going on that I didn't think about that much, but anyhow, yeah, it was just a lot of fun. It was like you said to see it. I didn't see it in an IMAX theater, but I saw it in the theater. Uh, and yeah, I mean, it's just some of the plane stuff was crazy. And I, I think I've said this during the episode, but I specifically remember for some of the plane stuff, they would like turn and like multiple pe- multiple heads in the crowd <laughs> ahead of me would also turn. Yeah. Like, like yeah, people yeah. were just so into it. 
And uh, so my biggest, uh, like if I have a hang up with the movie, it's the the whole thing of like my anxiety about millennials not being able to ever take the reins of society or civilization (laughs) and this movie sort of reinforces that and you know it's a movie but whatever so there's that element of it that i'm not like thrilled with but otherwise it is a movie that you can watch and you cheer along with and it's just good it's not mindless fun but it's just good uh uncomplicated fun and you know you can complicate it by thinking about (laughs) you know the political ramifications or the you know the military stuff or uh like the thing i was saying with the generational stuff or all the all the canyons whether they were real (laughs) right (laughs) which actually Uh, we were watching it again the other day we were streaming it uh, on the uh, paramount thing and um Oh, no. uh, we didn't get to that part yet. So, but I was like, oh, I was like, okay. I gotta watch this. So I'll, I'll text you when we get back to that. Part. Kit, Kit, Kit and I have not been able to be in the same room together no. since then, and we're not, and it's not going to happen until you settle it. Every time okay. she comes over, I have to check into a into a. Home. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyways, yeah, just great fun. Really loved it. Tom Cruise is incredible. It's so yeah. awesome to see him. Like, wasn't this like his highest grossing movie ever? And he's you oh, know far far and away. Yeah, so it's just cool. It uh, just and so not the fun. movie far and away. Right. <laughs> right. Not uh, there was there was a guy in my audience who was with his like wife or girlfriend, and I'm sure she was having a good time, but I didn't notice because she may as well have been a sack of potatoes because <laughs> this guy was losing his shit. This yeah. dude was like he was going he was like fist pumping like yeah just like anytime <laughs> anytime something would awesome would happen, which was like frequently. Right. You yeah. know, like a, a camera would like buzz the cameras or whatever and everybody mm-hmm. and he would just he, he'd be like hooting and hollering. Yeah. Um very fun. Yeah. I yeah. can I Super say fun. like yeah. just last word on Top Gun. Absolutely. I wanted to say on it on it dropping out of my top ten, I do think part of that is like obviously a very important movie to me. The last movie I talked with my dad about isn't I talk about it in my eulogy for my dad. Like it's a very significant film in my life. But I think I think my theater experience is one of the reasons that it's not in my top three. That the theater was fine, but like I have a ton of anxiety about going to the movies I have my whole life. Um, the Parkland shooting just gave me a new reason to be like scared of the movies. And I will often have like if I if my stupid anxiety brain goes like, what if someone came to those doors and shot me in the face right now? <laughs> like I'll start having like horrible anxiety. And I was fighting that like for this for this movie. Okay. And I did eventually like slip into just enjoying the movie, but like that was an aspect of like, it makes it not as fun to watch watch the movie when like every sound I would hear, I'd be like, what's, you know, what's going on. Um, And you know, that's on me. That's not on top gun, obviously. And I think that the like mock 10 sequence is probably like the best scene. Set maybe second best scene of like any movie or my second favorite scene of like any movie yeah. this year I like love that, that whole thing i love that look that he gives when he makes top uh, mock 10 and they're like all right good you did it mm-hmm. and then he just he just looks at it and he's just like yeah. well let's push it a little further yeah well, I, yeah i love yeah. the the ed harris shot of them blowing the roof off the building supposedly Amazing. on accident it's like incredible yeah. um yeah it's it's great it just didn't 
you know, we had very high expectations for that movie, and there are certain aspects of it that, like, I didn't like as much. Sure. But, like, the plain shit is amazing. And I wish I could have enjoyed my, like, theatrical experience more. Yeah, that was too bad. Been more chill. Although, I apparently it's still in theaters, so maybe you could go back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think I should. But maybe you could buy it. That would be interesting. See if they can, see if you can, you can get them to give you the key so you can lock the doors. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, you know that Or I could guy. bring my own AR-15. There you go. <laughs> Actually, yeah, why aren't you arming yourself? Um, okay, so I believe we are on to Kit's number one mm-hmm. film of the year. Which oh man, this, this is exciting, You know guys. what it is. I'm going to guess Minions. It's the Batman. <laughs> Woo-hoo! Probably, like, the first movie I saw in theaters in quite some time, I think. Um, so, wait, I real s- quick. Mike was Mike was just shaking his head a little bit. And I want to... You kids you s- in your superhero movies. Can I just... Because I Kit and I said this last week when we were hanging out. And I... Yeah. I you know, because what I said was the Batman is a movie that I would recommend to still to a person who's like, ugh, I don't want to see another superhero movie. Mm. Like, would still suggest the Batman. Because before the superhero craze, they still made them every now and then. And <laughs> they were they were sometimes pretty good movies. Yeah. And, like, so this could have come out during any era of, you know, since 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 Superman, the original. And it would, it, like, it's, it's, it's transcendent of the time we live in, is what yeah. I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. I mean, I'm curious. I, my, my good friend Kit just recently put it number one on her movies of the year list. <laughs> so. I, mm-hmm. I saw it in, you know, regular screen, and then the next morning, like the evening that it came out, and then the next morning I went and saw it in Fomax. And yeah. it was it was a big game changer. Although I loved it, obviously the first night, I just could sense like these blacks aren't black enough, and so we <laughs> went back. And for such a dark movie, like it really helps. Like literally, okay. you know, visually isn't dark it, film. Isn't it so like? Because this has kind of been my thought about people's complaints about like movies being like too dark or whatever, and mm-hmm. it's like it's only too dark. If it's not, if it doesn't feel like it's supposed to be and, as dark as it is, right. like and compare I'm, this to like yeah. Batman versus Superman or any of the Snyder movies. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, and I'm not, I'm not like, I don't always feel like I'm able to notice. You know, I watch movies like ripped from DVD on my computer in like <laughs> half the window, like, mm. and that's fine. And I don't necessarily feel like I'm atten- really. It's been like two experiences that have really sold me on like i don't know even what the words are but like 4k or whatever the case may be like it was watching um um the triffids movie the what the triffids no the one with the worms underground oh Oh, tremors tremors graboids kid they're called graboids sorry Tre- the tremor the tremors movie at andrew's house would, would that had been like restored and it's just like wow i didn't know this movie could look <laughs> like it's not a movie you think would like look that great but it looks yeah. amazing well yeah because it's been on tbs for 30 years yeah <laughs> well yeah and he was like a national geographic th- director it like makes mm-hmm. sense that like oh yeah he shoots the desert like really beautifully um and then batman where i was watching it and i'm like i'm loving this but i can tell that this should look better mm-hmm. um and I, to me, the Batman felt like they made a movie specifically for me. Like, it had everything I could possibly 
have wanted from a movie. It's so... Like, it has that thing, like, every single iteration of Batman is like, this is the gritty version of Batman. Like, even Tim Burton's version of Batman was like, oh, this isn't your daddy's Batman 66, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, and this one was, like, I think marketed the same way of, like, now this is, like, what if Batman was a real guy in the real world? (laughs) But, and the movie really, to me, is not that. It's extremely, like, soap operatic like and like very goth and melodramatic and like everything is pushed like to this just you know goth degree of like sincerity in a way um and that's what i think like all three of these like my top three have in common is they're just like you we're gonna no matter how silly this is like we're just gonna hold you here and you have to like believe in this it's not a cool movie but it is a very smart movie i think like it's 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 like you know like i said people say like son of a bitch like six times during the movie like there's cops walking around going like that son of a bitch it's very funny (laughs) and like and dorky and almost kind of like anime or something and like you know like this sort it's like an imitation of like cool american movies sometimes <laughs> um but in a but in a in a great way but then i think it's also like the filmmaking is very smart and it's very it's an extremely like visual movie which is a mm-hmm. silly thing to say maybe but it's like it's not a dialogue movie people don't fucking talk in it really it's the, and the images are extremely potent and do a really good job of telling the story. And I just loved seeing maybe especially like a big, dumb, like blockbuster superhero movie where I could talk about afterward like, oh, there's like an architecture to like a progression to where he is like like when he's he, he's up high in every scene and then in the last scenes he's down he's down as low as he could possibly be and there's a person being lifted above like all that's just a level of like visual storytelling mm-hmm. that i think you know the russo brothers think they're doing but they're like not really and i just loved how unapologetically dramatic and like corny mm-hmm. in a way mm-hmm. it was um yeah and the action is f- fantastic so yeah this the my favorite scene of the year by far is the sequence from him like escaping the police station through the car chase is oh, just so like great i was weeping <laughs> in the theater because mm, so yeah. i was loving it so much it was so beautiful um and just cool as fuck in it um yeah yeah it's great yeah yeah really great good villains um three good villains um Mm -hmm. i think um this is definitely like maybe probably the best batman movie um or at least one at least one of the top two um and it's it's a great adaptation of some of the best batman uh content ever written i highly recommend batman year one um 
And um, yeah, I loved how stylish, how gothic it was. I loved Robert Pattinson's super strange sad boy performance. Mm-hmm. Um, truly, seeing this, you can you you can you know once again see why people are still wanting to play Batman. And I'm not talking about just for money, because I think R. Pats has proven that you know he's fine being just like a regular rich dude and not a disgustingly rich dude. Yeah, <laughs> he seems to be super content. Like even after Batman, like I'm sure he'll he seems to be like a guy who just wants to make small weird movies that you know barely get made um from weirdo directors and i feel like the batman fits into that it just happens to be a thing that other people want to see but just like there's that he (laughs) the two things that i love most about that movie are that wayne manor looks like the bat cave and that that has thematic relevance like Mm -hmm. when he's not actually in the bat cave he's still kind of in the bat cave um i love that and and then I also the, just a moment though when he he walks out in the morning. I think it's like the first time you see mm-hmm. him in daylight, and like Alfred's pouring over some like I don't know documents or some shit, and he wants to show mm-hmm. Bruce Wayne, and Bruce Wayne has to put sunglasses on just to look at them, and it's just the, <laughs> the dorkiest thing ever. Yeah, it rules. It rules. Also, I think it's really cool that Robert Pattinson refused to do steroids, um, so he's got mm-hmm. like I mean the dude works like he for sure works out, but like mm-hmm. he's not. He looks. He's not massive and he's like, not super toned. Like, on the realism angle, like, you know, who gives a shit if Batman is realistic? But it, if, I think for the character, they were going for somebody. What if a guy did this? <laughs> what, yeah. He would be a crazy guy. And, he, and he's a crazy guy. Like, he's yeah. a nice guy. He's a good guy. He wants to be a good guy. Yeah. Um, which is actually a departure from, actu- which is a departure from it. What? you know actual batman because batman 100 percent like i don't think they've ever said it but batman would be a guy who would do steroids 100 <laughs> percent. he's supposed yeah. to be like the precipice of like what a human body can achieve is what is what batman is and this is not what robert pattinson is and that's fine um but yeah loved it great movie i also yeah. like it's it's like it's it's got such a, an interesting look and i think so many movies are trying to look crisp and clean and everything, and this movie is like soft. Like they use old mm-hmm. lenses that make yeah. the movie soft, and it's it totally it puts almost you in a different every place. edge is kind of yeah. blurry of like yeah. every frame. And I mean, I watched the... it like three, four times now, and I also love. It, it's a little bit like um, what we were talking about with Exorcist Three, where the camera will be trained on this one view. And somehow you won't notice things until they want you to. Like you won't yeah. notice things in the frame until you until Matt Reeves decides look at this now. And it's saw, just very impressive to me. I saw something on Twitter uh, the other day. I don't even remember what movie they were talking about, but it was like it struck initially struck me as like super nerdy, and then I was like I thought of The Exorcist three, um, but somebody was like the blocking in this movie is fucking insane, <laughs> and I was like. <laughs> Who gives a shit? And then I was like, oh, no, I mean, it makes me think of The Exorcist 3. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I yeah. think about The Exorcist 3 all the time now, and I've told my yeah. friends, like, to watch it. That's that's what it's, the director's doing, man. It's a good movie. It was, yeah. 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 Uh, uh, it has its flaws, but it was definitely people, way better than it. People won't I know, thought. won't hear that episode for, like, two years. But oh, that's true. That's true. Whatever. Oh, it's out. Um, it's oh, out. no, it's out because Halloween, it's October. Yeah, okay, good. It's out. Oh, that's okay, cool. Okay. Okay, um, okay so number one Batman. so that was kit's number one so now we're mm-hmm. on to andrew's number one yep uh my number one is nope directed by jordan peele cool uh i congratulations to jordan peele i can, there's a movie uh, my, yeah my movie i'm surprised is not on your list but but i remember you loved nope so sorry Continue. uh 
no, this one really, really took me. Um, like a lot of people, I thought Get Out was great. Um, Us was fine or maybe bad, but still had some cool beats. But Nope is, to me, just about fucking perfect. Um, I like that the movie is, like, complicated and full of big ideas, and it uses, like, really powerful imagery to convey them. It's but... about movies. Yes, yes, of course. <laughs> but it's about other... it's, it's about movies, but it's also about other things adjacent to movies. Like, it's kind of about a mm-hmm. lot of things, but first and foremost, it is a movie for people to be entertained by. Mm-hmm. Um, it is funny and scary and thrilling and everything you want from popcorn cinema. And it all still manages to mean something without feeling bogged down by its themes. Um, now, I say all of this, but I also saw the movie five times in theaters. So, uh, yeah, this was one that I just couldn't stay away from. It's a technical achievement that I think will do a lot for cinema going forward, just like Avatar. Um, but I think this one delivers in so many other ways that you don't expect. I walked out of every single screening with some new thought or idea, um, but I never felt like the movie was working all that hard to tell me something or deliver its agenda. Um, yeah, I love this movie. I think it's one of the best movies of the last 10 years. Um, it will go down as one of my favorite movies of all time. Very nice. Nice. Yeah, I. Uh, it was on my honorable mentions list. I almost would have put it at like maybe five or six if I had fleshed mm-hmm. it out. Um, this was, So I was really disappointed by Us. I thought Us, I, I liked Get Out quite a bit. I thought Us was just. I think everybody is disappointed by Us. Yeah, yeah. And it was like the opening scene of Us is awesome. But then the rest mm-hmm. of the movie is so messy. Uh, but yeah, this one, I, I watched it a little while ago. And like, uh, I, th- I do think, I, I, for me, I think Nope is a little maybe a little bloated, but that's, that's fine. Like a movie can take time if it wants to, it, for, for my personal taste, it was a little, there was a little too much in it, but then it was also like one of the weirdest, like most ambitious, uh, yeah. I guess blockbuster. I mean, big budget blockbuster movies, summer movies that I've ever seen. And so I was like, as I was watching it and as you know, we don't get into the spoilers, but as everything unfurls, uh, I was just like, this is so <laughs> fucking cool. Like yeah. that, it's so cool that he was able to, do that on one level but then also within the movie i was like what like you know and i watched it at home i didn't get to go see that in the theater but yeah. i was like sitting at home looking at it and was like whoa that's cool like i've never seen that before um yeah and then yeah and it was also just like that i i didn't i guess it's a little bit of a spoiler but the scene in the barn where you find out basically that it's a prank that the oh yeah the neighboring yeah so that uh like i was a little bit like oh, I, I don't like it when they do that kind of uh false start in a in a movie like sometimes a, a false scare is okay but like that one i scared didn't the for. scared the fuck out of me it is creepy but then so then you find out it's like nothing it's like oh, okay uh but what was i going with that um i yeah i guess i lost my thread but yeah uh i was really impressed with nope like like uh, i could have yeah. i if it had this sucked i probably would have like written get out off as like a good debut and then he just kind of you know fizzled out but after no it's like i yeah. definitely you know definitely want to see what this guy does next this is really good yeah so. yeah definitely um yeah i think um it's you know you you meant yeah i i, I could i could see an argument for maybe some bloat um and it's definitely weird but also it's fucking jaws it's fucking yes. yeah <laughs> it's it's every it's all of these other movies that are just purely made for audiences you know like it doesn't 
there are weird things in it that like I, I you know i had to like think about coming away from it and you know it opens on like a very strange image that i think is like well, what does this mean what does this connect to a fucking horse ranch or whatever hmm. um it's all in there i mean every all the pieces are in there but it's definitely like it's definitely it's definitely got some like strange almost like lynchian kind of aspects and like beats to it i think mm -hmm. but i just love that he i think he just wanted to make a movie and i think yeah. there's a lot of expectation you know i think P, you know he said this in an interview like it was just like people won't just let me make a movie or whatever yeah <laughs> um you know well that's yeah part of what was cool was that like first of all it's cool that there's a filmmaker that there's a very small handful of filmmakers who can do this who a studio will give them this budget and yep. let them make something this unique and weird. Mm -hmm. uh, but then, yes, like that he had the personal, uh, I don't know, uh, incentive or I, um, the, 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 he stuck with it and like was like, I, like you're saying, I'm just going to make a movie that's entertaining. Uh, and there's mm -hmm. like, there's plenty to it. Like the characters are really, like, really well drawn. Um, you, know, you, you know, you could dig into it, but at the end of the day, this is a Spielberg. This is, you yeah. know, a summer yeah. blockbuster. Yeah. Uh, I think yeah. it, I think the content, of get out and the fact that he's a black filmmaker and a black horror director like obviously there's a lot of pressure yeah sure that other filmmakers don't have mm -hmm. and maybe making a slightly disappointed soft disappointing sophomore effort is exactly what <laughs> he needed to be able to just be like how about i just make a movie yeah and i mean there's still tons of stuff about you know race and society and stuff and in mm -hmm. nope but it's yeah yeah yeah, I found some, uh, uh, there's definitely, that stuff is for sure in there. Um, I felt like, like the, the themes that affected me the most had, which felt totally fresh, was all the stuff about animals. Like, I mm -hmm. thought that was the most, like, interesting stuff. Um, and, like, how complicated it got. You know, you, your main character is a, a horse trainer, and somebody who's supposed to understand, like, animals and like the dynamics between predator and prey and stuff and like in a way he does but also in a way nobody has any fucking idea what's going on because it's a fucking alien right uh, so anyway won't go too deep into it but uh well i did I, yeah i loved it and there was the num like the number one scariest image that i saw in a movie this year uh was the performance like where they're the at the rodeo show like just as soon as the thing shows up and yeah. then it cuts to inside the, th yes. the other, the inside the thing, I was like, holy fuck. So that reminded me a lot of fire in the sky, which is like just pure sure. nightmare fuel. Yeah. Um, uh, who's the fella, who's the lead in this? The lead actor, uh, Daniel Kaluuya. Daniel Kaluuya. Kaluuya. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So as the movie started, I thought his, I like, I was like, I was like, this guy's performance is terrible. Like he's so like um, not deadpan, but he's so just stone faced, and I, I, I was like, this is going to be a rough watch if it's two hours. This guy, and then quickly, like as kind of I think kind of you were talking about like as the themes of like uh, foreign or alien intelligences, like how do you understand a, a, a different mind, like that kind of thing, as that kind of mm -hmm. comes out. Uh, but then by the end, anyways, so he's he's still pretty uh he keeps all very close to the chest um and it's not like a big performance but by the end of it i remember thinking like like 
I don't know if I'd say like one of my favorite performances ever or something, but like, I was just like, this guy's really fucking good. Like, um, because there's just little things. And then it's also just the way he kind of, uh, the way that character kind of builds and then opens up in a way where it's like, he's never doing like a big Daniel day Lewis thing, but he's like, um, yeah. But anyway, by the end of it, I was just like, uh, you know, and he's like on the horse and stuff like that. um, He's great. I think, I think the, 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 all all three of those characters and the actors who play them are wonderful. I was a little bugged by uh, Kiki Palmer's character. Um, I loved her, but yeah, I, I, yeah, I I was like such a star. Yeah. It was a little like too like comic reliefy at points, but for the most part, it was fine. But yeah. but I understood. I I felt I felt such an affinity to her. Like I totally understood. <laughs> I understood her so well. Yeah, and it's like yes, she's totally comic relief, but like so is he. Yeah, and so's uh, who's the other guy? Brandon. What's his name? Brandon uh, per- Pereira or something? I don't know. Mm. Okay, the you know the 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 Geek Squad guy or whatever the the uh-huh. fries guy. Like even him, like he's he's totally comic relief too. But like I understand you, brother. Um, I think that even her... even 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 fucking what's the guy's name? Uh, Michael Winter Winter. What is his name? The the the, the 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 DP. Oh, the guy that plays the uh, yeah the cinematographer. Yeah, I Michael Wincott. Michael Wincott, like okay. big eighties guy. He was like in a ton of stuff in the eighties, okay, uh, and then and then like early nineties, and then I feel like his career kind of just like went away, and he's sort of been making a comeback in small. Interesting, stuff. Um, but um, I loved I loved him. In her defense, I think you need Kiki Palmer's character to be that way against mm-hmm. Kal- Kaluuya's character. Mm-hmm. It just still was a little bit like, yeah, you know, I can take it or leave it. Anyhow, uh, okay, that's a good number one. Although I am surprised, uh, my number one mm-hmm. is Here we Barbarian. Go. I'm surprised ah, that that was not in your top 10. It let me tell you. It was in my top 10. Okay. It got it got, it, <laughs> got it, like I said, like I said at the beginning of the episode, there were a bunch of movies in my honorable mentions that well they all most of them started out in what I had to whittle down and then yeah. they they could just as easily have been swapped in. Barbarian was I think the last one that I had to move out. Okay. So yeah. Barbarian was the most fun that I have had at the <laughs> movies in for fucking ever. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, I went into that movie and I should recommend every single person who goes to see it or who, who rents it, I suppose. Uh, I knew basically nothing about it. I had seen the poster and I had heard positive buzz on a horror movie podcast that I listened to. Other than that, I pretty much knew the, the pitch the, it's an Airbnb and it's double booked and it goes from there. And like, the movie, I won't say much about the plot, but like, it's just like, I've seen a thousand horror movies at least in my life. So I know the tropes. I know where these things go, all that type of stuff. But like, it's just like a trap door opening some, in some cases, literally a trap door opening <laughs> underneath you at the perfect moments for the entire movie. Uh, yeah. I've got, I've got little quibbles with the end, I suppose. Like I maybe could have done it a little or would have done it a little differently if it was my movie, but like, I would like to see you walk out on that set. <laughs> and and give and give the people in charge yeah. uh, tips. This is how it's gonna be. Um, <laughs> no, but it was just like it was such a fucking blast. And like I was yeah. like curled up. I was so scared of the the like we I went and saw it with Steve <laughs> at the theater. I'm so glad I got to see it at the theater. And I was like just a ball of tension for Absolutely. so much of the movie. Yeah. Um but yeah, and there's 
I won't I won't say anything about it, but like there is a uh, there is a the movie builds. So the front half of the movie builds to a thing and then the thing happens and then it does a quick uh, it ch- things change and it's a bit of a surprise. And I just like laughed out loud like I just like I was like so in the hands. Of, I don't remember who directed. I can't remember the fellow's name, but uh, uh, Zach from Greg- the whitest, whitest kids, you know, Zach yeah, Greger. like a sketch comedy show or something. Yeah. 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 So that I we, used to watch what that. we need from Nope and from Barbarian. What we've learned is we need more comedians to make horror films. Or, or also, or I mean, I'm movies. thinking of um, what was eighth grade, too, of just like all of our best. Yeah. Direct- that was a really directors. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Our comedy um, guys. But yeah, like I was just like completely, completely just glued to this fucking movie the whole time mm-hmm. and i loved it so mm-hmm. much and i'm very disappointed because apparently it's never going to have a blu-ray they're going to keep it on streaming only forever um, that is horseshit that is such wow. fucking yeah. bullshit well that's what they've said we'll, so like we'll uh, see because i feel like that's what they said about malignant and it got a 4k release like, that's true that's true a year this later, is so this we'll is see. disney i mean disney fucking blows with physical media these days yeah um, i mean it's fox or whatever but they've always kind of blown if we think have. about it yeah, think about have. the vault and <laughs> yeah their VHS strategy, their decks. Yeah. yeah, so I'm yeah. a little worried about that because, you know, there's ways to see it without HBO. I have HBO. I really like the HBO streaming thing, but it's like, this is a movie you, I would want to hold with me own. forever. Yeah. Yeah. Sleep with yeah, it under your pillow. They said the same thing about another movie that's on my honorable mentions is that apparently See How They Run is never coming to disc. So that's disappointing as well. But uh, we'll get to those. We'll do the honorable mentions. Um, later yeah, I, I that was also my honorable mentions, and um, that that was a that was a big one for me. I went and saw it by myself. Same same story. Only knew what was in the trailer. Yeah. Um, and I hadn't even seen the trailer. I'd just seen the poster and heard good good things. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I thought the trailer was like not super great. Like it reminded me of like an IFC Midnight trailer. Oh yeah. Uh yeah, so it's just like, oh, that's probably that's that's a horror movie that couldn't get picked up by anybody else. Yeah. Um and then the 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 director being who he is actually and I liked there's like there are whitest kids you know uh sketches that are painfully unfunny, but there are some that I like quote almost weekly to to death. Yeah. I've never seen Um that. there's a there's a there's a really funny Abe Lincoln one that I really Yeah, like. I was going to say it's probably that <laughs> one that you quote. Yeah. I do quote it all the time. Um, anytime somebody does does something, it's awesome what if in a Andrew movie. was Abe Lincoln? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, but anyway, like this this one, it's exactly like you said. Like it just <laughs> it goes, and it's not, it's not, it's definitely not structured. Like it doesn't have like a traditional like three act structure. Like it's yeah, not it's at just all. these weird like sections that you know, like you you. You establish main characters and then completely depart from them on two occasions. Yeah. Well, and it feels to me, it felt like a nightmare. Like I have nightmares all the time. Every night I have nightmares. And it's it's always I like why? <laughs> who knows? <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's it's like they do that where it's just like the worst possible thing that could happen, whether you fully expect it or not, is what happens in your nightmare. And in this movie, it's just like like even though you you know, the thing you're afraid of happening, it's like either that happens or something worse and unexpected happens and stuff. And it's just like, yeah, I've, I've, I can't think of a horror movie in the last 10 years. That's been this much fucking fun. Um, so anyhow, that's barbarian, uh, yep. kit, check it out. Oh, and actually before we move on from Bar- barbarian, uh, I would be remiss if I did not say this when I came home from the movie, uh, I was talking to Sarah about it and I was like, 
it's like because she she's pretty good with horror movies so i was like i was like i don't want to tell you too much about it because i think like you should see it and i was like no you shouldn't see it it'd be too scary like uh because she like the, you remember that movie the strangers yeah yes. yeah so if it's if it's like that kind of horror she doesn't like it because it's too real like it's too close to sure. something that could happen sure. anyhow so i was i was like i was like you know, I'm not going to tell you anything about it. And then, of course, I ran through the entire plot and just yeah. told her everything. <laughs> but, like, before I did, I was, like, I did the setup of, like, two strangers meet at an Airbnb yeah. that they've accidentally double booked. And uh, and she was, like, oh, I know how that ends. And I was, like, how could you possibly know how it ends? Like, this movie is, like, completely unpredictable and crazy. And uh, she was, like, uh, it turns out, you know, she's he's a dog person or he's a cat person. She's a dog person. And then in the end they fall in love. She's like, I've seen it. There's a Hallmark movie. That's just like that. <laughs> so, uh, I just, Sydney love Sydney and Carrie loved the strangers or they oh, yeah. love to, to make fun of it. Yeah. And so I just texted her like, have you seen barbarian? And she said, yes. I said, what do you think? And she said, yes, but not as a great horror movie. It was really funny. Okay. <laughs> that's what, that's is... what she loved about it. So actually, okay. I, I know we've uh, we've been going for a while. I got to say this about Barbarian, though. On top of being super, super fucking fun, like, uh-huh. it's very funny. It's uh, very funny, yeah. So, extremely scary. It's very funny. But then also, like, uh, there's a lot of stuff that, like, we've talked about how, like, Maleficent, and then there's this whole, this whole kind of swoop in the culture to be like, but the bad guy is actually sympathetic. And, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, Cruella, like we were talking about, it's like she kills puppies or because Godzilla puppies too. killed her mom. Or Godzilla, yeah. And it's like, that's fine here and there. It gets irritating when it's like such a trope. But like Barbarian doesn't quite do that. But then it's also like, it is, there's there's a lo- there's a layer of just heartbreaking tragedy in this movie uh that it's it's not flippant about it and it's not dismissive mm-hmm. of it but it's also just like when you start to think about certain things that are part of this movie uh it's actually extremely sad but then still handled like really well like you yeah. know uh so that is and you can't get into any of that without spoilers so we won't <laughs> but uh it's just so fucking good i'm gonna so, read anyhow. all about it after this yeah there you go actually Cause I yeah because I, I can't see it yeah you i actually <laughs> When I when I left the theater, I was like, "Oh, I'm so sad. I saw this by myself. Like, I want to yeah. show it to people." And I did. Like, as I, the day it came to streaming, I had Sydney over. Oh yeah. Partner. <laughs> Denise hadn't seen it, and I just like, I sat on the edge of the couch and just would like, kind of look back and be like, hey, <laughs> "You guys seeing this?" Anyway, great. Did great they movie. like it? I, mean, I guess did uh, Denise like it? Yeah, I think. Well, I think she I did. Think okay. Everybody cool. seemed to like it on some level. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Yeah, it was, that's a good one. Um, should we? Can I? Can I just bust through my honorable mentions? Please do. Yeah, that'll be our next. We'll do honorable. Yeah. Okay. Uh, number one is Kimmy. This was the first movie that I saw in 2022. I think it was. That was um, this year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was oh, wow. like early. Yeah, that was. That was a streamer. Okay, that's on my list. Loved it. Loved it. We just like totally. I don't always love when movies are like about right now. Like, it's kind of nice that, like, most movies that got made during the, you know, pandemic didn't have a bunch of people with masks on and, like, talking about the pandemic. This one does the exact opposite. It's totally about the pandemic and about, you know, people feeling, you know, anxiety. And um, and it's all wrapped into, like, a Hitchcockian rear window style thriller. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, I don't know. It's not, like, perfect. There's a couple things that I maybe might I, Mike, make your Mike, did eyes... you watch it? No, I have not. Sorry. Okay. When I said that's on my list, what I meant was it's on my queue okay. on HBO to watch it. 
I think he would like it. I'd really like yeah. it. Yeah, I heard really, actually, probably from you. <laughs> I heard. I watched yeah. it last yeah. night, and I, because I wanted to get it in, um, and Andrew told me I'd like it, like, months ago. And I was seeing the same thing. I was like, this is the best pandemic movie. Oh, yeah. Okay, it's, cool. It's, it's such, and it makes sense that it's from Soderbergh, who also made the best pandemic movie before the pandemic. Yeah. So, like, he, It's wild. It's, yeah. It's it, wild that that guy made two movies during the pandemic. <laughs> the end, which I won't spoil, but I found it so fucking. It's always the way with Soderbergh, or almost always, that like you're kind of like, okay, okay, yeah, this looks great, this is fun. I'm I'm enjoying this. It feels very like kind of little and small, and then the end is so fucking fun. <laughs> yeah, it goes, it goes, it, it goes, goes so nuts. comparatively crazy. <laughs> Yeah. And it's like, oh, fuck yeah. And it's just like, I should have known. It was a Soderbergh joint. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's really fun. I loved the the casting, given <laughs> where it ends up going was hilarious. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Mike would really like it. Cool. I'll check that out. Um, other um, honorable mentions, um, RRR, Bollywood movie. Uh, On the my se- list. The second best uh, anti-colonial movie uh, to come out this year after Avatar. Um, just like it's it's why it's one of those movies that you watch because it's so wild, and I do think like there's stuff in it that's like is it is about like friendship. It is anti-colonial. It's very it's very funny. There are awesome uh musical numbers like <laughs> in true Bollywood fashion. Uh, it's just it's wild. It's a wild wild ride, and I had so much fun watching it. Um, then I, I saw, uh, Del Toro's Pinocchio, which I loved and I, it didn't make my top 10, but it almost Doesn't did. Doesn't seem like anybody saw that. No. And most people I've talked to were just like, yeah, it was okay. Why um, don't okay. we ever have like a Pinocchio can only come out if two or more other Pinocchios come out yeah. at the same time. I don't <laughs> yeah. get that. I don't know either. Um, but this one was, I'm, I can say with confidence that this one is very different from the <laughs> other adaptations. Um, at least the ones I've seen. Um, the menu, which I love. Oh yeah, the mm-hmm. menu is the menu is awesome, Mike. I think you'd like the menu. Maybe That's on my would uh, to see list. Yeah, very funny. Uh, I saw it twice. I saw it, and like five minutes into it, Sydney's partner August is a chef, and I was like five minutes into it, I was like, oh, this is stupid. I should not be here without him. And I went and saw it the next day with both of them. Oh. Um, <laughs> then I saw um men. Uh, uh, what's this? Alex Garland's new kind of like 70s-esque uh, horror movie. Um, really s- some very intense imagery, some some crazy shit. Um, so, go, yeah. So that's on my, yeah, we'll get to that. Okay. I didn't like that movie. <laughs> you didn't like it. Okay. Well, no. you're not the only one, but okay. like, I, I was, I was in it. I was okay. in it for sure. Um, Elvis, uh, The Fablemans. I loved The Fablemans. Mm. Um, just a very it's i was talking to lee about this today it's just like it feels like a movie kind of like irishman where it's like only one person could have made this movie at one point in his life and it's right now um it feels so wise to me it feels like he understands his care i mean partially it's his parents but i feel like just having the distance and his own life experiences you just you feel like here is a man telling me what his childhood was like and it's clear to me that he understands it. Um, yeah, I loved it. It's beautiful. The characters are good. The performances are good. The kid who plays 
Spiel, Spielberg yeah. is crazy good. Um, yeah, the last shot of the movie is awesome. Um, big fan. Uh, Hustle, Adam Sandler's new movie. This is the best uh, Happy Madison movie by like 10,000 miles. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a, it's a Maybe sports we should have that one. I fucking told you guys to watch it. I know. It's so good. It's like it's like it's like Rocky kind of. Um, it has the be- one of the best montages I've ever seen. Who directed um, it? Is he famous? Did he do anything? Probably, but I, okay. no. Yeah, not. It's not like a you know him working with the Safties or, or right PTA. But or it's whatever. not. It's not a Happy Madison guy. No, obviously it's not. Okay. Not one of those freaks. Um, but <laughs> totally loved it. Um, I, I I think maybe the Sandman is really doing it this time. Um, Fresh, uh, which was, what's her name? Daisy Edgar Jones. Is that her name? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Her and Sebastian Stan. This is Sebastian Stan's, uh, the best performance I've seen from him. Um, that's a cool horror movie. Kind of barbarian-esque, Mike. Which one was it? It's called Fresh. It's on Hulu. Right. I never heard of um, it. Okay. It, it's, it's got some, it's not super violent, but its premise is so violent. Okay. And totally makes you sick to your stomach. I really, I give it a, give it a whirl. I think basically it was like, I was like enjoying it, having a good time. And then like a specific scene happens and maybe before the first half. And I was like, Oh fuck. And I had to, and I, it, I didn't even see anything. I just had, as soon as they, he uttered a line that, and the way he did it was so horrifying to me. And what he said was so horrifying that I turned it off and I couldn't come back to it for a week interesting very very i thought wow. it was great yeah um next jackass forever mm, so much fun. fun yeah i had a great time at the theater the northman a lot of cocks a lot of cocks yeah <laughs> you know what cocks are back and they're i know you love ever. a good wang in a movie so mm-hmm. um the northman oh, yeah. i agree the northman i agree is um i think mm-hmm. it's his, i think it's his worst movie but i still thought it was really good sure um, yeah. it was not still quite what i expected best contemporary directors though yep um fire of love this kind of a, yeah. sort of like it's a miranda uh i actually i think she just she narrated it. Miranda, miranda miranda july that was like kind of a weird documentary that was really pretty and and just i i enjoyed it but it was very funny we saw it with a volcanologist who like gave a talk after the movie and the cool. first thing he did is gets up and is just like yeah so these people were idiots <laughs> and they got and they got my friend killed um <laughs> essentially um uh, so that was that was fun um the outfit uh which is a movie with mark rylance and zoe deutsch um it's kind of a play it's about a tailor who's like he's a he's like a mob tailor and it's like during one night of like mob hits and shit that's happening off screen. Um, just a very tense, like low key thriller. And Mark Rylance is, is is so great when he's not playing a don't look up weird like big character. Like I think so... Zoe Deutsch is so good too, mm-hmm. and she's she good. just hasn't. She keeps making the wrong. Well, movies. she's great in this. Um, so highly recommend. Very easy watch. Uh, very tense. Good movie. Good ending. Um, the other, let's see. I've got um, Doctor Strange. I enjoyed Black Panther. I enjoyed Sonic Two. I enjoyed The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Kit and I were just talking about this mm-hmm. the other day. Um, like, what's the movie about? Don't know. But the two <laughs> leads are so great, and they have such good chemistry, and they're so fucking funny. 
It's great. Um, Marcel the Shell with shoes on was so sweet. And I thought I didn't really, I saw the trailer and it's like, oh, that's unusual. But I felt like it would be too cute. And I thought I was very cynical up until even like the first third of the movie was over. And then it was just like, oh, it got me. Like I just started like tearing up and it was like, it, it's ve it's very, very good. And it's not really a kid's movie, which I think like I automatically think like any time there's an animated movie that's not, you know, hentai or whatever. I assume like, oh, this is for kids. And if it's not for kids, then I maybe that's annoying to me. Um, you know, like a Pixar movie or whatever, where it's, which is, you know, maybe trying to go over a kid's head or something and, and connect more with adults. Um, but this, yeah, this and Pinocchio, I feel like were two animated movies that just were not, ge were geared towards me. Um, really liked it. Prey uh, is another one. That's uh, the new Predator movie. Like, this movie was fucking awesome. Yeah, um, that's that's on I'm, my honorable mentions. I'm so bummed out it didn't get a theatrical release. I think Stupid. that absolutely, I think that sucks. Um, because it's not really it was, a good idea for horror movies. Or the action movies like yeah. this one. It's a bummer. Yeah, I, I, I was like, God, I'm having so much fun. Why am I sitting on my fucking couch with the lights on? Yeah. Um, I think it would have done, I think it could have done well, although, you know, it's not like Predator movies have, you know, been smash hits lately. Um, but they did it with this one. And um, I thought, I thought, oh, this is a good idea. Like, let's make yeah. one of these like every 10 years and just do it in like completely different times with different people, which is yeah. kind of already what they were doing anyway. Mm -hmm. Um and then my last one is uh, Violent Night, which I already mentioned. Uh, okay. Super, super fun. Sidebar. Sydney wants to know if you've seen Lights Out, Mike. Yes. I enjoyed that one. That was a good one. Okay. Yeah. We watched. She thought we... it was super scary. Yeah. that's Yeah. It's uh, kind of like The Conjuring, where it's a little bit of like a ride, like a roller coaster kind mm -hmm. of horror movie. Um, that's like... what she likes. She wants yeah. to be like thrilled the whole yes. time it's more of that think... than like the story gets under your skin or something but yeah, yeah that was i don't fun, i don't really i don't think that like lights out is a good movie but it's the the sort of like the gimmick that it uses is chef's kiss yeah excellent so good we yeah. i we were like because i was like we were doing like kind of like weekly or bi-weekly shocktober movies with people over and i was like really trying to find one and i was like have you guys seen Lights Out? And no one had except for me. And just like the whole room was like absolutely just jumping and super tense and laughing because they were so scared. Um, so that's that's a fun one. Yeah. Um, so my or Kit, do you want to do your honorable mentions? Okay. Okay. Um, so I organized, like I said, I only saw like 20 movies ish from 2022. Yeah. Not counting every single Hallmark movie. Um, and I organized them. I also don't count Netflix movies and I didn't watch many of those anyway, but, um, I sort of organized them into like best of genre. So best murder mystery slash thriller. Um, I said Kimmy over, um, Glass Onion, which I did really enjoy. I found, I thought it was, I didn't particularly love Knives Out. Like I thought it was good, but I thought it was a little bit too like, like it was very preachy <laughs> at times in ways that really annoyed me. And yeah. this movie, it felt like he used humor much better. And also I just think he must've been sitting back for the last couple of months and been like, holy shit, this yeah. movie yeah, is sure. getting more and more relevant. My God, like not just with all the Elon Musk, Musk stuff, but even yeah. with like the role yeah. of art, 
in the film. <laughs> like yeah. it just like damn. Um so, and yeah. With Glass Onion. I, I was disappointed by it. And I agree, I kind of agree, like knives out. I, I like knives out better. I think partially just because of the setting, which as you know is always key to me. Uh I liked the mansion and all that stuff. Um, but Glass Onion frustrated me. Like I had a fun time with the movie, but it was like with a mystery like that, like with Knives Out or even Brick, like other Ryan Johnson stuff, it's like you want to be able to guess like mm-hmm. the mystery or guess like who done it, basically. Right. And Glass Onion, it kept it was like so hyperactive about not letting you guess. Like it was like mm-hmm. it was nervous to let you give you any clue you know, and and let you get ahead of the movie in any way. And I found it like really like detrimental to the movie. And then the ending of the movie was so like nothing. It was so stupid. The reveal, I thought the reveal of where the thing was, was like, who gives a shit that like we, there were too many, but I did like, I I thought it was fucking hilarious when he just solves the mystery immediately. Yeah, I love that. Table, yeah, that, that was, was really, really funny. And Ed Norton's reaction was really, really funny. Yeah. And I also felt like I think the true mystery of the film is who it is in some ways is who is Ed Norton. And I feel like I was able to figure that out. So I'm like, I felt the satisfaction of solving a mystery of being like, oh, yeah, I noticed all that shit hmm. like um, so I felt good about that. I thought I, I also enjoyed um, Janelle Monet a lot because I thought at the beginning of the film, it's a little bit like Daniel Kaluuya, where I was watching her and I'm like, she's very like stiff in this and she's like not coming off like a real character. And it's right. like, oh, there's a reason for that. And yeah. then when she was her other, the part when she's going around breaking all the shit, we're just spoiling this movie. But when she goes, she's going around <laughs> breaking all the shit. I was like, that's why they had her for this because yeah. she's so cute. Yeah doing all that stuff like and such a little like dancer in the way that she does that i'm like okay i totally i totally get her cast but like what was the point like what the fuck you know and it was also like we were supposed to think that like like because they're going to testify that there was this napkin Uh, apologies okay skip forward 30 (laughs) seconds to all of our (laughs) listeners who don't want this well uh that like that was gonna matter and it's like that wouldn't matter like yeah you know he's you know Anyways, I thought yeah. it was it I, really it was a, totally it was a fun it end. was a fun time to me. Yeah, there was some um, good jokes. There was some it was fun to keep up with it, but by the end of it I was just like that was nothing. Like that, you know, that's it's just very like, long too. Very empty. Yeah, it was um, long. Yeah. Kimmy also beat Death on the Nile, which was a huge turd, yeah. and Confess Fletch, which didn't I, seem I to have Death much on the Nile. point. That to was me. my one of my honorable mentions. Because it just it yeah, you're right. It was pointless, but it just like It was fine for me. It was fun. It was like it was like uh like a very like like kind of it was a guy <laughs> hanging out mike's favorite kind of movie yeah exactly it was it was it was his whole thing was like i could really take this or leave this um yeah. you know and he kind of gets I, I like that i like that when like somebody very ambivalent gets pulled into a high stakes situation and they yeah. remain ambivalent <laughs> so yeah i thought it was fun um, i like that one best rom-com um fire island over bros and marry me mm-hmm. um Bros was better than I was expecting because I was so repulsed by his oh, yeah. reaction to its box office failure that I was like, this is not going to be good. Yep. And then it did mm-hmm. make me laugh and I thought they had really good chemistry, um, but it wasn't great. It was like, this is not funny enough for you to be getting this mad about it not doing well. We were pretty much right not to see it. And then Marry Me is <sighs> I've terrible. Heard that's pretty good. But Fire Island, 
Yeah. I thought was actually really good. I think it's really, really hard to make a good rom-com. Like, really hard. Um, and there were a lot of things in Fire Island and a lot of specifics that that made me laugh. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it. And the costumes were great. Not like like usually with like there's something really interesting about seeing like real people costumes like that still have to sell the like class differences between the characters and like which especially since it's like pride and prejudice like the costumes allow you to know like oh this is supposed to be this sister and pride like and i i think that's really interesting um best sequel i had top gun maverick um that's over thor love and thunder which i thoroughly enjoyed even though it's like i got so much to say (laughs) it's like so not good but like I was laughing, that's that's like the key example of a movie that I was just like, thanks for just being a movie. Wild, you know? <laughs> like, so wild. It was, it was making me laugh. I thought Russell Crowe was hilarious. You get to see his oh butt, God. like you get to see Chris yeah. Hemsworth's butt. It was funny. It it was I liked it. Hocus Pocus two, way better than we could than it could have been. I agree with that. Very pleasantly <laughs> surprised by yeah. that film. Really not um, great, but uh, it was way better. Boy, than it could have be. been worse. <laughs> yeah. Um, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, definitely the subpar multiverse film of the year. Um, what a stinky turd that was. Um, Downton Abbey. At- <laughs> you like that movie? I loved it. Okay. Wow. <laughs> It took us a long time to that's watch okay. it. Um, that's okay. Downton Abbey, a new era. Um, I, I will say some things in there were things in Doctor Strange where you really see the Sam Raimi of it that oh, were yeah. fun, but it's just so mired. I found in needing to be about all of this Marvel lore sure. that it was sure. like exhausting. But the the glimpses of like ooh. That would be fun if this movie could just be its own thing. <laughs> we're, be that, we're yeah. cool. No, I get it. Um, I get Downton it. Abbey, New Era, was... nothing. Go ahead. No, I was just, I'm just jumping off that. Like, I just, I feel like I haven't seen that Sam Raimi since. Yeah, he Drag seemed like he was committed. Whatever. Yeah, and, which I and having like fun when, when you when you read that they're hiring, you know, a guy who seems to have given up on directing, mm-hmm. who made who made great movies, you know. 20 yeah. 30 years ago or whatever it's like oh well that's a bummer mm-hmm. and then and then it's like oh no he showed up to work that's yeah great. yeah definitely so anyway um matrix resurrections which i watched immediately after watching the matrix without having seen the two intervening films <laughs> and it was a very interesting experience to go from the matrix which yeah. obviously is one of the best looking films of its era to w- it looks like i shot matrix resurrections like it looks like i shot it in my house (laughs) it's such shit it's so bad and then we watched the ending again today because lee said i like the ending and then i watched it again and i was like i get it i appreciate about the wachowskis that like the matrix is remembered as this great action movie but it's like totally corny and and they're always putting like love above everything you know, mm-hmm. and this movie, like they continue to like deliver on that. They're like, we're s- I yeah. feel like we're still making the fucking movie that we want to make. And it's going to be like just Trinity and uh, Neo like kissing and stuff, <laughs> like going on coffee dates and shit. And I'm like, I appreciate that. But it, it was 
so it's was so cheap so cheap cheap looking um and then about four people lived in zion um best comedy wait real quick i want to say something two things about the matrix i saw a video last week Mm -hmm. it was just like comparing the first one to the to the new one and it was like look at this fight scene yeah look and then it was like it was like it showed like a whole whole, one shot basically Uh and there's all these movements happening and it's like and the movie and then they and then the editor cuts here and then it's like and then they showed like the Mm -hmm. the sort of scene that's analogous to it in the new one cut 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 and it's (laughs) exactly (laughs) because they don't they don't rehearse anything it's just like they can't do it planned they can't fucking do yeah Mm -hmm. that's it that's exactly and it was just like you know, the one thing I, I, the, I think the John Wick movies have been like, I think they've helped save like hand to hand, like action in uh, American movies over the last 10 years. I think they've, they've, you can feel their influence in so many things. Um, and it's like, and Keanu is totally pulling that off as a near 60 year old man. This was a movie where it was like, Oh, actually, he's old. Yeah, <laughs> he should. That said, he should be careful. It's relevant. The fight sequences and everything everywhere all at once, which are also starring fifty people in their fifties and sixties, are fantastic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, those are those are lifelong martial artists. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And, really Michelle, and Michelle Yeoh is has you know been. In, she's a boss. Yeah, has that been shit. In, yeah, she's a very physical person. Obviously, I mean, everyone should watch Police Police Story Three because mm-hmm. she's she's the star of that. Um, and uh yeah this i remember reading you know people saying something like i feel like the matrix is a movie that got made by the wachowskis like they made it so that it would be so that so that no one would ever make another matrix yeah and it's like i have a hard time believing that any director would do that but this one got me really close and it like it is about how much they hate making matrix movies so well they (laughs) i i believe them (laughs) I believe them. I believe. I believe them. So like I, that's I, who I, Neil Patrick Harris is, right? He's like the studio head, and it's like them. That. Just expl- it's really stupid. I, um, I hated it. Best comedy, I put weird. I laughed more mm. at weird than unbearable weight of massive talent. I also had do revenge on there. Do revenge is a Netflix movie, but it was mo- enough like a real movie for me to count it among my real movies. It did deliver some of that like teen. Uh, comedy like 90s teen comedy feelings to me um but weird i think was funny funnier i think unbearable weight if it had (laughs) been able to just get rid over some of its nonsensical story then it probably would have been the best comedy and then turd of the year there was really only one movie that i thought was like it was so shitty that yeah is this your worst of the year? Yeah. Are we saving that? So save that. We'll get to it. Okay. Not that it matters okay. that much, but. Do your uh, honorable mentions, so that was Okay. So my honorables, uh, See How They Run is a, uh, it was kind of an Agatha Christie, uh, <laughs> Agatha Christie inspired um, uh, kind of, yeah, murder mystery. It, it revolves around a play that she wrote. Uh, mm-hmm. And so I guess they can't adapt the play into a film oh, until yeah. it's finished its run or something like this. I don't know. I'm going to watch this tonight. It's very good. Like, okay. So it's, it's not like, it's like, it's a masterpiece. It's best of the year, but it's just like a really enjoyable movie. Uh, I just had a really good time with it. It's got, Saoirse did you Roman like the it. mystery? Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, okay, it was all, cool. yeah, it was just like, it was good. It, and it was, you know, like I said, 
it's just a fun movie to watch on a night. Mm -hmm. And I was bummed that I, it was in theaters real briefly and I didn't get to it, but uh, I also liked uh, Confess Fletch, like very light. Uh, I I just liked John Hamm in it. Um, And uh, different than the Chevy Chase Fletch character, but still fun. It was an interesting performance. I thought his performance was interesting. And I really like the, I can't remember her name, but the girl. His girl. Yeah. Yeah. Gorgeous, gorgeous lady. Uh, she was also in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. She plays um, uh, Rick's wife when he comes mm. back from Italy. Uh, and also she plays an Italian in this, but I'm pretty sure she was Chilean. I looked into it and she <laughs> was like from somewhere. I think she was, yeah, somewhere. Uh, Father Stew, a movie that I believe was secretly directed by Mel Gibson, but I might be wrong. I don't mm-hmm. want to take credit away from anybody. And uh, was and was re-released Morbius style, baby. Father Stew Ew. was? Yeah, they released it. It failed, and then he re- he released like a, a a more family friendly version of it, and it's called like Father Stew Reborn or some shit. Really? I don't know. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Father oh, wow. Stew Reborn. I didn't hear anything about that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the one we saw was just Father Stew, so there's probably okay. the swearing. I don't know what be that. Yeah, I guess they probably is it rated R the the. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. It would okay, have been. so then yeah. they released a PG-13 version of it. Oh, bizarre! I mean, that's wow. the thing. So this is a—it's a religious film, so it's not one that I would like recommend to you, Andrew. Did you see it? No, no, I'm no. sorry. Okay, there's like there's a—it's basically the true story of a guy who really wanted to become, uh, who who wanted to become a priest, a Catholic priest, and like his route there is very unconventional. At times, the movie is a little too like folksy and it's like ah this real scallywag fella you know he's not gonna fit into this stuffy church kind of stuff but like mark Wahlberg is really good in it overall the story like it won me over enough to where i was like looking beyond the flaws and stuff uh and i think the person who i might be wrong i think the person that directed is like mel gibson's girlfriend or something like that um but he's in it too gibson's in it and it just to me it's not like it's no hacksaw ridge it's no uh you know apocalypto or passion but it was just like a good movie uh i don't know i liked it a lot it's 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 a sincerely religious movie but it do, it's not a piece of shit um i also had nope on my honorable mentions which we've discussed cool, uh cool, the northman cool. uh the only thing i would add to what you said um just really impeccably well made but i went into this thinking that this was going to be like a heavy metal revenge yeah. movie oh and for sure it's when not. we left the theater my friend alex he said something to me like, Oh, that, that was interesting. Like apparently that's the story that Hamlet is based on. And I was like, Oh, mm-hmm. what the fuck? Like I had no idea. Like yeah. I thought this was just going to be like balls to the wall revenge. And it was not, yeah. it was very frustrating in that regard. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so, but once he said, I that, think I was once, like, once I got into it, I was like, Oh, it's an Eggers movie. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, yeah. like he's, he's not gonna, he's not gonna suddenly stop making Eggers movies. I know, but I mean, like the lighthouse no, I, really delivers. Like, oh, like, I agree, but it's but that's an Eggers movie. There. Yeah, but, but no, the Northman to me was frustrated. It never, you never, you never get the release to me, and that was, but but knowing that it's you know, the 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 Norse myth or the Norse legend, I guess that that Hamlet was based on. I was like, okay, well, I want to see that again with that expectation. I think I would sure. like it more with that expectation. Uh, sure. Also, had weird uh, the Weird Al story on here. My the reason that this wouldn't make my top list was more it felt like low energy when I wanted Mm -hmm. it to be like UHF. So like, it is very funny. I've actually watched it 
I've almost watched it twice. I watched it basically one and three quarters times. I didn't get to quite finish it. Uh, so it's very enjoyable. I'd like to watch it, you know, again. Uh, Daniel Radcliffe is really, really charming, really good. Uh, there's a lot of good gags. Like I've already referenced Hey Boys. Uh, so it's, you know, good <laughs> sign of a good comedy if you're, you know, quoting it, referencing it. Uh, but it was just like, it was just weirdly like restrained or low energy. Yeah. And I wanted it to be bigger. Um, the last one I had an honorable was Prey. Uh, which Andrew mentioned, uh, super fucking fun. And like, and I just watched it a few days ago. I wonder if I like sit on it longer, if it might grow in favor. Uh, but my, so a little bit of it, I assume that they just didn't cough up the money for some of the effects. Cause some of the CGI looked mm-hmm. a little, yeah. yeah. I agree. Um, there's like a, there's like a, there's like a, a, an elk or something that doesn't look super good. And a, yeah, like a cougar. just it's, little bits here no. and there, but it's not deal breaker. The other thing was like, I love, the Turok video games and I like the old comic and stuff mm-hmm. like the, like the really old one. Um, and so this to me was like, it's, it's also like that uh, movie Cowboys and aliens, uh, which, yeah, which you despise. I, I hate that's one of my least favorite movies of all time. And it's like, mm-hmm. this does that well, where it's just like aliens yeah. in, you know, history and, uh, or, you know, like in this like technology, technologically primitive, uh, you know, uh, village or culture, I guess. And, uh, it was, so, it was really fucking good um and yeah even just talking about it, it's like i want to watch that again mm-hmm. uh then i had a section that was like sub honorable not bad but like movies that there were things about them that i thought were really cool but so they... i have a i have a section called bad but interesting and i feel like okay well let's do that that, Oops. that might that but that might fit kind of into that so yeah um, go for it number one three thousand years of longing um this feels like an unfinished movie uh i there's things in it that are just as jaw dropping and incredible and only sequence, you know, sequences that only George Miller could direct. And then there's stuff that's just like, clearly the pandemic hit and there's four, four people available to like, you know, hold up lights. Um, so yeah, it's ultimately a, 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 a failure and very sad that like what it, what I feel like it could have been, um, but not, not, not worth watching. I think. Okay. I wondered so, about that one. Yeah. It, it came I and went and is like, you heard nothing it about it. You so know, what's like, funny is, yeah, I heard nothing about it. I had to like really f- pay attention to, f- you know, s- to, to get a showtime. Cause it was mm-hmm. just like, it was playing in like one place. Um, but when I was in Iceland, um, a few weeks after it came out, there were radio interviews or radio like ads for it, like every time there was a commercial break. And that entire Weird. country has, I think, one or two movie theaters. <laughs> so I thought that was very funny. Um, number two is the the new Hellraiser movie. I went a little Hellraiser crazy hmm. this year. I read the novella, which is awesome. And then I watched the first three of the original chronology all of them were bad and progressively worse they get progressively worse but the first one's not good either and then i watched the one from 2022 and it had some really good gore and that's why i think it's interesting some very creative like violence and and some cool characters design um but it sucked um next was ambulance which is michael bay's last movie yeah alt i remember texting you about it like maybe right after I saw it and thinking like maybe Mike would like this. Um, Mm -hmm. But 
it's i mean he's he's guilty of all the same shit he's he's always done um but he like he's 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 he was like incorporating like fpv drone stuff like he hired some like 19 year old kid who just makes like youtube videos to like do crazy cinematography like super nuts shots and it's like cool i'm this is this is the kind of thing i want to see michael bay trying mm-hmm. um I'll never watch it again. But uh, there, there's some cool, there's some, there's some cool images in it, and uh, but it's so fucking long. And then the last one is one I saw yesterday. Um, the Whale, directed by Darren Aronofsky. Yeah. This was rough. It's um, I feel like crying. <laughs> I feel like I'm getting emotional. Um, it's 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 misery. Um, Brandon actually asked me yesterday evening he's like is it like misery porn like precious or something like that and i'm Mm -hmm. like no it's not because the characters feel real to me even if so much of what they're doing mostly the side characters feels like contrived um there's there is honesty built into the movie um but it's like a badly written movie with really good performances. I'm, and I mean, the thing that made me want to see it, honestly, obviously people have been making a big deal about Brendan Fraser's performance. That's like the singular thing they're selling the movie on. Um, and and the thing that made me want to see it wasn't necessarily that. Although, yeah, of course I want to see Brendan Fraser. He's great. We love him. He's one of, he's, he's one of our guys. But... Mm. Um, the thing that made me interested is that the movie itself has gotten like pretty middling reviews, like mm-hmm. middling to bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and I agree. I don't think it's a good movie. Okay. But I think he is intensely good. And I think, I think there are things in this movie that are very, very well accomplished. And it just sucks that the rest of it is so bad. And I can never watch it again. I mean, I, I, this was a, this was a sobber. And it's like I it's like, like elephant, I would man. worse. <laughs> I mean, there I've seen Aronofsky a lot of Aronofsky movies. I will watch and be like, "That was good." I will never watch it again. Requiem for a Dream, never, never again. Am I going to mm-hmm. touch that? Um, Mother, again, interesting, somewhat eye rolly here and there, but just like there's just things that he does that are just so painful to look at that I can't, I can't do it again. And this was, this was the the worst offender. Okay. Um, it's, it's a really, really hard watch. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sobbed <laughs> and I'm like sitting there with, in like a cluster of people at the theater. And I'm like embarrassed. Um, <laughs> and like, I got up to pee twice and thought about just never going back. <laughs> so, That's a bummer. Uh, I was hoping that that would, that was like on my list. Yep. Uh, to get to eventually, but that's a bummer. Yeah, so um, those are my those are my bad but interesting movies. Okay, and so I called this category worth comment. So I wouldn't say these movies are bad, but these were movies that were really good until there was some big thing about them that was not good. So for me, uh, Ambulance was on there. I really enjoyed Ambulance. You're right. The drone stuff was fucking awesome. Uh, mm-hmm. The rest of it, yeah, too long. Uh, Amsterdam. Have either of you seen Amsterdam? No. Okay. All right, I haven't. It popped up on HBO and I was like, oh cool. And like, you know, I love I love Margot Robbie. Uh I really I like Christian Bale for the most part. I might not go see a movie just because he's in it. Anyhow, uh, I love David O. Russell. Like I like when Joy came out, that was my movie of the year in 2015 or whatever. Yeah. Uh even though it was mixed reviews. <sighs> I like that one too. Yeah, just really yeah, I love Joy. 
Um, but like this was it was so like it was so spinny and messy uh, and just completely it felt completely aimless until like the final third. And it wasn't then like, ah, yes, everything clicks into place. It was just like, OK, well, now the movie is functioning as a movie um, like it's got it. You know, it's pulled it together for this final third. Um, but it was also like it was weirdly it was directed almost like a Terrence Malick movie where the camera's always spinning and like stuff like wild i would not have i would not have picked that up from the trailer yeah well and so but it's also directed in like a quirky comedy kind of like kind of thing thing uh like that i don't know it's a real mess of a movie but like by like the end is actually really cool and it was a thing i'd never heard about like this historical thing where uh wall street i had uh, a handful of i don't know corporate barons basically like tried to uh i don't know force roosevelt like basically to take use the military use use veterans to to uh i guess stage a coup or whatever which i had never heard about uh i guess they didn't get super far but that that's probably why i never heard about it but anyways it was cool it was interesting uh the performances are all really good it's just unfortunately not a good script and it's possibly not very well directed uh, anyhow, uh, Honor Society was a movie that came to streaming <laughs> on Paramount, I think. Uh, it's it's actually a pretty good teen movie. Um, and then at the end, they try to get all twisty and surprising with it, and it just becomes completely stupid. Uh, however, it's got uh, Andrew Rice in it, and she is she's gorgeous in it. But then she's also like... Oh, yeah, I've heard of this. She's like channeling Reese Witherspoon in election. And like not in mm. like a crappy mm. way, but like she's good. It was, it was pretty mm-hmm. good. Uh, there was a movie called Mad God, which was oh, like I saw mostly that. stop motion. Yeah. So like really, I really admired it. Super ambitious. And it's it's like a Hieronymus, a Hieronymus Bosch uh, yeah, painting in absolutely. some ways. But yeah. it also was like, I was like, my stomach turned. Like, I, and it's like, What's I, I watch fucked up shit. What's that? What's Mad, the God. Mad, Mad God. Mad God. Yeah. It's directed it by, uh, yeah, I saw it in the theater. Um, Okay. It was yeah. Phil it was directed. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh Phil yes, Tippett. I remember watching like trailers for this. Yeah. And so, um, but it's like it's like honestly like hellish. Like it's very yeah. hard to watch. Uh, but it was it yeah. was also hard not to just marvel at how much fun. I it couldn't. Was I c- I don't think I could have watched this if I wasn't in a theater. Like if yeah. I wasn't captive. <laughs> it was great. Uh, yeah, it is. But it is it is pretty remarkable at the same time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, last two. Uh, Ted K, which is a movie about Ted Kaczynski, the Unabomber. Um, oh, I heard about that one. I am fascinated by the Unabomber. I find him totally interesting uh, character. Uh, the <laughs> I, movie I was... bet you do. <laughs> <laughs> I like him. I mean, he's, he did some bad stuff, but hey, he's got, you know, yeah, uh, who hasn't course. who hasn't mailed a couple bombs? Um, but uh, no, it was it was really cool. It was like I haven't mm-hmm. watched the miniseries about the Unabomber that was from a few years ago, but this was like the best it was just a lot of cool details and stuff. The, the misstep in this one was that they had these like fantasy sequences. Like he was very lonely. And so they imagined that he had like this imaginary girlfriend or something. I don't know if that comes from his writings. I haven't read the entirety of his manifesto, uh, but it was weird. And I don't know the style of it was also kind of strange. Cause it was like this, like very serious kind of like, it was almost like directed like a cool horror movie, but it was like, about him and then and then moments of it though were very nice and like when he's in, hmm. in nature and uh it was interesting it was a, it was an interesting failure uh the final yeah, one that's is on a my documentary. list 
yeah, I would I would recommend at least checking it out. Like it's it's okay. worth watching. Um, the final one on my worth comment list was Alex's War, which is a documentary uh, about Alex Jones. And um, oh boy, it was it was like it was, so. This director she did another movie about 4chan uh, a couple years ago that was the same kind of thing where it's like I'm really interested in this subject and this is more information than I knew, so it's interesting in that regard. But it just doesn't, and it's like it doesn't need to have like a strong opinion that it's trying to get me to to sell me on it. It's but it just like it just felt like a compilation of footage without some kind of thrust or aim to it. And there's Got a great I'm movie sure poster though. Place for yeah, like I was excited to see it, and it, it's like <laughs> you know, yeah, I, yeah. I think Alex Jones is just a fascinating character. Um, I think, uh, hey, we've talked about how like crazy people sometimes make connections that are not uh, there for non-crazy people to see. That said, that doesn't mean he's a good person. That doesn't mean that he's making, you know, that he's right all the time. I just, I think it's fucking crazy, like, to listen to him talk. And I could listen to him talk for a while because it's just, Mm -hmm. like, especially in, like, interviews. Like, if you ever watch him on, like, Joe Rogan or, uh, yeah, wherever. But it's like, he'll try, Joe Rogan will like, he'll say like, Alex, like lay this out for me in a linear fashion so that they, so that we can try to persuade somebody to see it this way. And he just like flies in a thousand different directions. And it's, and sometimes it's like, I know the point he's trying to make and sometimes he's right. And so it's like fucking frustrating because you want to just be like fucking like focus. (laughs) But the reason that he can't focus is because he's kind of crazy. And that's the reason he can pull all this shit together in the first place. Uh, Mm Mm-hmm. But at the same time, he's a complicated man and he's not, you know, that doesn't mean he's a good person just because he was right about a handful of things or he's got yeah. this. Uh... Anyways, it's, it's also an like, interesting I mean, document. you should try, like, if you never stop talking right. or saying things, <laughs> yeah, like, you probably will hit on something, like, something's got to be right, yeah. right, at some so point. <laughs> the thing is, though, he pretty well called 9-11. He said mm-hmm. it was going to be Osama bin Laden. Like, it's like, I don't know that I would have gotten that if I had just started yammering back in the in the <laughs> 90s. Uh, so, yeah, he's and I mean, it's also fucking crazy. Like, there's all the footage of like when they went to go to the. Uh, um, What's the is it the, like the Bilderberg thing or the thing with like the big where they burn that owl in effigy. And it's like mm-hmm. all of these like politicians and rich people and they go and they do this weird like religious ritual where they burn an owl. And it's a real thing. It's a real thing that happens. And mm-hmm. he went there, got put it. And it's just, it's so fucking funny too. Like he's such a weirdo. Anyways. Uh, so th- that was my worth comment list. I know we got to wrap this up soon. So mm-hmm. um, I'm, I, are we, are we moving on? Cause I, all I have uh, is bad, bad stuff. So the next have... thing would be your worst. Of the yeah. Year. Okay. So yeah, you... either one of you. Go ahead. Okay, go go ahead, Kit. Um, Uncharted. Yeah, oh, yeah. More I like Uncharted. Yeah. <laughs> or just it sharded. Was, it's. I mean, I've never played those games, but like the premise sounds pretty fun. The um, games are awesome. I, the games are. Yeah, really, really I've heard good. that they're really good, and like, well, you've already got a fucking story there. It's just, I felt like, um, it's a really disappointing move for Tom Holland. Agreed. Um, he was also giving Tom Cruise like weirdly in competition with Tom Cruise about this. Um, doesn't and even doesn't even touch his his coattails. No, and I think he's very miscast in a role like this. It's Absolutely. not. It's nothing and that we like that. about. Yeah, it's yeah. nothing that anyone likes about Tom Holland. Agreed. And Mark Wahlberg is just fucking asleep at the wheel. Oh yeah. It's well, Mark. So Mark wild. Mark Wahlberg was 
the guy who was cast to play this character yeah. like 12 years ago when David O. Russell was attached to direct. And I really enjoy yeah. Mark Wahlberg in The Right Thing. I do think he's a great actor. He just literally sometimes chooses not to try. Almost always, I would say. <laughs> yeah. But yes, it's otherwise, otherwise I agree. increasingly common. I think he's another guy like Johnny Depp that money just ruined. But, you know, sometimes you still yeah. see glimpses of it. Um, okay, here are mine. I'm going to I'm going to go through this cuz I have a few. Um, I'm going to go through it quick. Number 1, Spiderhead. Uh, I saw oh, this yeah. just because it was um the director of Top Gun and it this one went straight to Netflix and it was garbage, so <laughs> bad. Just a premise that doesn't sustain itself and nothing interesting ever happens. Um and it, yeah, bad horror movie, bad everything, awful, hated it. Uh, Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore. I thought the first Fantastic Beasts was fine when I saw it. I saw the second one. And this one's was... on you. <laughs> I saw the second one. I thought it was ba bad. I did not pay to see the second one. Um, but I, like, downloaded it and watched it and could barely tell you what happened in it. Watched both of those movies again in preparation to see the third one because my wife wanted to see it. And felt the exact same way. Probably disliked the first one a little bit more hated this one just so bad and boring can barely tell you anything that happened it's so convoluted it's it's a movie where everything and nothing happens all at the same time um just that's what they should call it yeah nothing anywhere <laughs> all, all, all at once <laughs> nothing nowhere call it none things things think it's just so clear it's like the star wars the recent disney star wars movies where it's just like you 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 told me you were gonna make five movies and you did that before you wrote a single word on 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 a page, and so, so fucking it's, just, it's fucking nuts. They forgot to check if she can write a screenplay. I see why they thought she might be able to, but boy, <laughs> she cannot. I don't. I don't think. I don't see. I don't see any proof of that anywhere. Um, I mean, she writes good I, books. She I, she, I, well, she I read books she with did. like yeah. Yeah, I, comp somewhat complicated plots. Right. Yeah. But I, I yeah, I read I read those books this year and I loved them. But like when we get into the like some of the later books, specifically I would say the fifth one, and I'm not I'm not saying anything I wouldn't change I there's not a lot I would change about those books, but it's like it's very clear that people stopped editing her. Hmm. Yeah. So I just I feel like you can tell that her I mean obviously Yeah, that's it, an interesting it, point. I think her I think her audience is growing up and the books are getting more complex as well. So that's a point for um, them getting so long. But like I think they're like the fifth one specifically to me is just like I like that book, but it was like it's like it's hard to read. And there are things in it that like I don't know if this needs to be here. And it's just okay, like, we cannot start talking about Harry Potter. Okay. That's <laughs> anyway, true. we all we all got I'm it. sorry. Well, moving on, moving on. But I I, I thought this was an this was an absolute pile of shit. Uh, next one is Morbius, which is like it's it's, <laughs> it's thinner than air. You, you know, uh, you d I, it's thinner I, than the air he flies on. Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> it's so. I mean, this movie got released, and then Sony thought it was enough of people. Pe they thought that it was being made fun of so much that it was a meme, and so they could just and it was, and so they could put it back into the. They could put it back into the theater. I don't know if you remember the "It's Morbin Time" from yeah. the from the from the uh, from last summer, but yeah, they they or last I guess fall um, or winter. When when did this movie come out? Did it come out in the summer? I think it was like the summer because I remember people talking May? about it. And I was way out okay. of the loop. 
awful. Not even fun awful, just awful. Um, Halloween ends. Ugh, I guess I, I, I should have been able to see this. I'm a big Halloween head. I could basically walk you through. You are a big Halloween head. All Truly. the different, all yeah. the different continuities I could walk you through, beat for beat, and make you understand. And this one is, I don't understand. I don't know what happened. Uh, I won't say anything else. It's, it's bad. I will say they really do kill Michael Myers this time. So good for oh, them. Go. Um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. This is a Netflix original. Holy fuck, Mike! I don't know that I can't. Re- it's hard for me to recommend a bad movie, but it's like, man, you got to see how bad this is. Really. <laughs> Oh yeah, and like the kills are awesome. There's really, really good violence. Um, okay. The movie is nuts. It's nuts that, n- and I don't think it's. I don't think the people who wrote it or directed it or starred in it knew what they were doing. Knew how how big of jackasses they were. Um, but yeah, really, really awful. Death on the Nile hated it. Scream. I think you and I both disliked this movie. Hmm. He really I, hated Death on the Nile. Yeah, yeah. Awful. I did. <laughs> No, Andrew did. He was texting me about it. And it was just like, because I watched it. I think I started texting you. And I was like, like, it's not good, but like, it's so nothing. But then he had very specific, like, here's why it sucks. Yeah. Gal is the only reason I would have seen that. Oh, oh, she is awful. Bro. Yeah. Everybody said it sucked. So. She, I, I but she, like, she so is bad. horrible. She's bad. I think she's. I I've, enjoy her as Wonder Woman, but Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah, well, it might not be anymore. over for Gal. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, Thor: Love and Thunder. I left the. <laughs> I'm sorry. I won't say too much about this, but like, I I did leave the theater. I really wanted to have a good time with this one, and I think I left the theater with just that lingering. Like, well, I liked this and I liked this and I liked that. And it's just like over time, I've just been like, I don't know if I can ever watch that again. Um, <laughs> Black Adam. Just. Oh, yeah. that I mean, yeah. That's a whole. That just, should, that's it's, that's really the number one. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a that's a, a microcosm for like a whole style of filmmaking that I hope is dying. And I hope that Black Adam is like the you know the the tea leaves is 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 telling us that like this can no longer go on um and then the last one jurassic world dominion holy hmm. fuck again you deserve this holy fuck <laughs> holy fuck i mean i was never not going to i'm not i'm not going to not see a movie with dinosaurs in it but um <laughs> this one's nuts guys this one is it's wild and uh i i think yeah, I don't know. It's like read the read the Wikipedia at some point to get through the oh, summary. I'll do it now. Yeah, because <laughs> it's 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 nuts. It's absolutely nuts. This isn't the is this the DNA one? They're where all they the like, DNA one. Were they, so. but the, sorry, the one where they're cloning humans and dinosaurs. No, they did that in the last movie. Okay, and yeah, then, yeah, and, and then, you liked it. I didn't like it. <laughs> I thought it was so nuts that I was like, okay, let's see where this goes. And then uh-huh. I saw where it went. Mike, it do you have a bad. word? I do. Uh, okay. And before I say it, I also had a real short list of movies that I really wanted to see and I thought maybe could make my top list, uh, mm-hmm. but I wasn't able to see them. One of them was Tar. Uh, one of them was Babylon. Really wanted to see Babylon, but wasn't able yeah. to get to it. Uh, Blonde exists in the same space as Mank, where it's a Netflix movie. So there's that against it. <laughs> uh, everybody says it's really historically inaccurate, so there's that against it. Who gives but a shit? I was very well. Yeah, I do. I, I care matters. because like I'm not that smart, and so if I see something, I think that that's what <laughs> I happened. Just believe it. 
<laughs> and my, when I like try to remember, I don't remember anything. I don't know what happens. Uh, well, famous idiot, Mike Keller. Yeah. I'm just in it, yeah. Um, but anyways, I am curious about Blonde. I may eventually watch it. Uh, Pinocchio, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. I really wanted to see that. Uh, I think you'll love Blonde. That's my guess. Okay. Well, yeah. I haven't seen it. That's just my guess. Yeah. Um, uh, it exploits a famous babe. I think you're going to like it. <laughs> I like babes, but I need historical accuracy. Um, well, you, no, okay. but uh, I think Jean you'll Pierre find du- that you don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jean Pierre Junet uh, directed a movie for Netflix called Big Bug, and it sounded interesting. I haven't heard huh. anybody say anything about it, but I was like, yeah, I wanted to check that Not out. Not heard this, of it, but I didn't get time. Uh, Gaspar Noe did Vortex uh, with Dario Argento, uh, and yeah. I heard great things. He can be pretty shitty, but he his he's <laughs> actually getting better. I think as I see more of his movies. Uh, interesting. Yeah, so I'm curious about Vortex. I'll probably sign up. Is I think it's on. It's either on Movie or on Shutter. So I'm gonna try to get one of those one of these days. And most excitingly of all, something I just learned existed like a week ago. Lars von Trier. I can't see it. Who's it? It's a license plate that says "Bugs Are Us" that we parked behind today. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead, Lars von Trier. Uh, so he directed season three of The Kingdom, like 20 years mm-hmm. after The Kingdom came out, and so I'm very very excited. That's on Movie, so I'm gonna sign up and. Uh, Maybe watch that next month or something. Um, but yeah, so the Kingdom Exodus. Uh, it, I could have done one of those cool things, like when people said Twin Peaks season three was uh, the best movie of the year. I could have done that with that many things, yeah. but I didn't get to see it. Okay, my worst movies of the year. I got three. Scream 5, fucking mm-hmm. sucked. Uh, Men, really didn't like it. I'm glad <laughs> I enjoyed it, but oh. I just thought it was like, it was all mood, and then it was just nothing. Um, I'm also getting a little tired of the whole like, where so many horror movies are about like I'm my trauma is the horror and like my mm-hmm. you know like sure. it's a it's a mental it's like, different okay. metaphors yeah it's like we like yeah. the Babadook uh and it can be fine but it's just getting like there's a lot of it. it's like when there was like a zombie movie every week I was just like mm-hmm. I like zombies but this is getting a little old uh sure. so I didn't like men my final one nobody saw this movie I am the only person on the planet who has seen <laughs> this movie it is called bring it on cheer or die it is a sequel <laughs> to bring it on uh, and it's a slasher movie. And I thought like, that sounds like what? totally up my alley. I'm excited to watch it. And it was so bad. I mean, it was like, uh. just like, like you said, like, I can't remember what movie you guys were talking about where it's like, they didn't know how to make a movie or something. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like, this it's, it's like worse wild. than something filmed on a, a camera from like 2005, or like a, like oh a digital God, phone camera. It was bad. Incredible. So, don't go see, bring it on, cheer or die. Are we going to so, run through non-2022 movies? We, we can do it. But I'm I'm hitting my limit here. Yeah, uh, we need yeah. to get through it. Yeah, so let's go ahead and uh, what were your best? I, I, we should also know I'm skipping multiple advertisements that I wrote for Pandora, <laughs> <laughs> um, the world of Disney or something, Avatar. Let's uh, use okay. him in the next step. What's that? Let's use him in the next step since we'll presumably still be sponsored by him. That's true. Uh-huh. Okay, we'll do that. Okay, so Kit, what were some movies that were not from this year that you saw for the first time this year that you really enjoyed? Well, I can say it because the episode is out. Angel's Egg is other than the bat. I mean, oh, cool. I, I, I adored Angel's Egg. I I think about that movie all the time. It's great. It's like, it's like in the pantheon of like my favorite movies now. Um, wow, nice. that's fun. P- Point Break. Um, oh yeah. I fucking loved it. 
I'd never seen Hell it. Yeah. Didn't really even I knew they were surfers or whatever. But I like and I also thought it was beautiful. Like I thought it was That's shot great. so well. Um mm-hmm. very like Tony Scott ish in in some ways. Oh for sure. For um sure. yeah, loved it. Love Patrick Swayze. Um Back to the Future uh parts one through three, watched them I feel like either the night or the night after my dad died, we watched the the first one and I'd never seen it all Which the way one? through. Back to the Future One. Okay. And then Andrew went to bed and I watched the other two and he was sad. <laughs> I was <laughs> I sad. without him. I'm still sad. But it was yeah. like I think I had a very interesting experience watching those three movies all at once for the first time right after my dad died. It has helped me process my dad's death more than any other piece of media that I saw. Hmm. I think interesting. it just just the themes and visuals of that film the the visual especially of marty's hand dis- disappearing as his parents fail to get together i was like that's how i feel um i think about it all the time <laughs> i continue to read uh, things like for work like academic essays and stuff and i'm like that's much like that image in back to the future <laughs> like i'm working on a photography book right now i'm like this is about back to the future anyway um those were like the top and then i wanted to mention akira i finally saw but i watched the dub the dub was awful but akira was cool um outrageous fortune was a surprisingly hilarious um comedy with bet midler and shelly long like we watched it kind of being like this might suck and we were there are like jokes that shocked us <laughs> in the movie like for the time period of the film it's like wow and it really made us laugh um Public Enemies I watched recently, and that was really interesting, interesting because oh, yeah. I remember yeah. when there were commercials for that movie, and it was like the first yeah. theatrical movie, like it, it being sh- digital was a huge deal. And I remember looking at it at the time and thinking, this looks crazy. This doesn't look like a movie. Like just seeing yeah. the trailers and stuff, just being like, this looks, this movie looks so weird and ugly. And then watching it now, I'm like, it looks great. <laughs> like, yeah. I've yeah. got like no issues with it. It, it. it is like, it's still a very like art housey kind of take on this subject, but it was really sure. interesting. Um, and then Black Christmas, I watched this year and it was wonderful. Woo! Great, great, great movie. Woo! Excellent work. Hell yeah. Oh. <laughs> I'm so glad that we are able to meet together <laughs> in a holy trinity around the movie Black, Black Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, that feels good. And there's Christmas lights and kits back. Yeah. <laughs> that, now right, I'm going to uh, be scared of my tree. <laughs> good. Good. I'm glad. Um, my, I'm just going to rattle these off real quick. Okay. Uh, I saw Thief. Um, mm. Also Michael Mann. Uh, mm-hmm. Never seen it before. Loved it. Great. Beautiful. Gorgeous. Gorgeous movie. Um, very cool. Um, the Sound of Metal, which I think is only like a year or two old. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, great fucking movie. Great sound. That's a sad one. It's in, it's in the title. It's sad, but it's also not sad. Hmm. I think it's sad, but it, it gets somewhere, and uh, I don't feel sad at the end. Uh, the Piano. Um, I obviously went nuts for Power of the Dog last year, so um, I uh, the Piano got released on 4K with uh, Criterion and could not have been happier. Um, excellent, excellent, excellent movie. And uh, last and not least, um, I'm not going to talk much about this because we will. I think Michael liked the piano. Please don't screenshot this. <laughs> so I've just added to the chat uh, a yeah. screen cap of a text where Andrew said, I think Mike will like the piano. Please don't screenshot this. This is from months and months and months ago. Thank you to Kit who uh, went back and captured this. I had it captured, but I don't know where I put it. Uh, but I did watch the piano uh, this year. Yeah. Uh, just, just about a month ago, in fact. 
and I didn't really care for it. Yeah. <laughs> See, I that's what I would have said. I right. don't yeah. think Mike will like the piano. Please it was don't fine. Maybe that is it. what you said. It was really um, funny, but it was just, yeah, it wasn't really my cup of tea. But anyways. And and then um, we're going to do an episode on this, uh, but uh, for a few dollars more, directed by Sergio Leone. Well, um, I'll put that. I put that on my list, too, If we, but we haven't talked about it yet. I know. So I'm not going to say anything <laughs> well, about it. Well, it's also on my list. Great. Then. I'm glad. And I will... <laughs> And I will say that, like, I grew up on the old Clint Eastwood movies. That was my dad's thing. He loves Clint Eastwood. He hates the movie Unforgiven because Clint Eastwood gets his ass kicked in it. <laughs> um, and that's, like, his hero, which I think is very sweet. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, this movie is awesome. So. Cool. Okay. I've got a little bit of that a long it? discovery list. Oh, no. So I'll go very well, quick. Well, Mike now. always watches the most I, old movies. I watched about 250 movies this year, most of which were very old. Are you fucking kidding me? Okay. So real quick. Uh, three very good 80s kind of sex comedies uh, Fraternity Vacation Private School and Summer School enjoyable uh, <laughs> Urban Legends Final Cut which is the second Urban Legends film surprisingly just very very enjoyable uh, okay. slasher movie just really loved you did, it you did recommend this to me yeah it's I just fun it and it's, it's like okay. from the year 2000 so there's a little bit of like the 90s aren't quite over nostalgia kind of thing but it sure. was good I really liked it uh, The Hidden with uh, Kyle McLaughlin Kyle McLaughlin Anyways. McLaughlin, I think. McLaughlin? Okay. Uh it's a it's a pretty weird, it's kind of like a sci-fi action-y movie. Uh definitely worth watching. Zero effect, starring Ben Stiller uh and uh, uh Bill Pullman. Oh yeah. Totally forgotten. Mm-hmm. It's the guy that directed Jumanji like two yeah. like years later. Uh it takes place in Portland. Actually, part of what was fun was seeing all the Portland locations. Hmm. Um but Jake Kazdan uh, is the director. Okay, there you go. Yeah, so Lawrence it was a good Kazdan's movie. It's son. it's like a it's like a neo noir maybe, or just like a detective uh, kind of thing. Uh, but it was smart. Uh, like good script, good performances. Uh, completely forgotten as far as I I've, I've never heard anybody talk about it. But definitely worth a watch. Uh, the Poseidon Adventure. I finally saw that for the first time. Really fun. One of my happiest memories of watching movies this year is it was very rare that Victor would sleep on me. And I could actually watch a movie. Usually it would like you yeah. wake him up or something. But we were down in the basement in the summer and I was home. You know, I was on leave from work and he fell asleep on me. And I watched like a good hour of the Poseidon Adventure. And I was like, this is very cozy. This is it's great. great. Uh, <laughs> Speechless uh, with Gina Davis and uh, Michael Keaton, I think, is in it. Uh, it's about two ri- political speechwriters, rival campaigns. Oh, who, yeah. Uh, I've heard of this. Yeah. Good movie. Uh, movie that called sounds Gambit. Cool. It was, I think you would like it, Kit uh gambit with shirley mclean and michael kane uh good little kind of uh kind of crime capery kind of thing enjoyable uh across 110th street uh good good old crime movie from the 70s grand slam an italian-ish i don't know um uh international production but just another good heist movie partially inspired the heist scene in mission impossible where he's lowering from the ceiling and all uh pump up the volume with christian slater unstoppable with yeah. washington uh, Alice, Sweet Alice, really a bonkers movie, but so fucking well made. Like it's just like it's like a De Palma movie, but it's just it's more nuts. It, and it's also grimy and kind of creepy. Uh, Kids should also watch Pump Up the Volume. Yes, yeah, it's on. Mike recommended it to me. It's on my list. It's Excuse a good me, one. I recommend. Okay, it to you. Andrew recommended it to me. It's on my list. <laughs> First. We're all the same in her eyes. Uh, Miss Forty Five, uh, Abel Ferrara oh, yeah. movie. I can't remember Zoe. I can't remember her name. Uh, really cool movie. Um, rough one that's a rough one it is yeah yeah it is a little bit of like a maybe a grindhousey kind of thing uh the song oh, of sure. bernadette with um mm-hmm. uh Ju- what's her name Ju- do you know what i'm talking about jennifer jones yes um i watched this i had no idea that breaking the waves is a 
perverted remake of the song hmm. of Bernadette. I had no idea, but that was fascinating, but it's also just a very good movie on its own. Uh, Days of Thunder. I saw for the first time with our man, Tom Cruise. Hell yeah. Excellent movie. A movie called The Double MacGuffin. It's kind of like a kid's mystery movie or maybe a teen mystery movie from the 80s. Uh, Pretty forgotten, but very good. Silver Streak with Gene Wilder, uh, Richard Pryor. Uh, Good movie. I I texted Kit. I I specifically think you would really get a kick out of that one. Very fun. I've seen it, but I don't really remember it. My mom made us watch it, I think, but I don't really remember it. It, Yeah, it does seem like a movie your mom would like to. Uh, The Learning Tree by Gordon Parks, uh, directed by Gordon Parks. Right on. Uh, really good coming of age movie. Um, was Down just with Love. writing an essay that mentioned the learning tree today. It's really good. Have you seen it? Mm-hmm. Okay, good movie. Uh, a movie Down with Love with uh, Renee Zellweger and Fuck Ian McGregor. So underrated. It's very underrated. It's, it's great, such great a good movie. movie, and it flopped so hard. And it's yeah. like it should be like a classic of like rom com of that Definitely. era. It, yeah, great movie. I got two left. We Rio. saw it in theaters. Really. Like my mom, because my mom loves like Pillow Talk and those oh, yeah. like uh, Rock Hudson, Doris Day movies. Yeah. Uh, Rio Bravo, I saw it for the first time this year. Mm-hmm. Obviously a masterpiece. My favorite discovery oh, this we year was Midnight Run. Yeah. With, uh, De Niro, so Charles Grodin. Yeah. Um, great movie. So fun. So fun. Of course. So yeah. Okay. Thank you for indulging me. Uh, it is now time for our third annual Tom Cruise of the Year Award. Uh, I know that we're. About 15 minutes over, and this is a little bit of a bit, but uh, let's go ahead and is list it our, our nominees. Third annual? Yeah, this is our third annual Tom Cruise. We've done this three times. Holy yeah. shit. Okay. That's interesting. Uh, so, my nominee is Tom Cruise. Uh, Kit, who, mm-hmm. who would you like to nominate? Um, I will also nominate Tom because Cruise. Because there's so many. Okay. Interesting. There's so many, you know, up and comers and, and new budding stars. Just kidding. It's Tom Cruise. <laughs> All right. I will now. Um, open the envelope. I'm nervous, guys. I'm and nervous. The winner is oh wow, <laughs> oh boy. Rev up your your Twitter and your social media, folks, because this is people are gonna be talking for weeks. Tom Cruise. Oh my God, what a, a huge upset! Winner, huge upset of the third annual Tom. If Cruise there's year. any year f- for Tom Cruise to win Tom Cruise of the Year, it's this year. I agree. I am for sure. To agree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Probably next year too. <laughs> Uh, we'll see. Yeah, that's know. true. That's true. Until <laughs> next year. Um, you know, Tom Arnold could just you know, be the dark horse to sneak in and grab it for fun. <laughs> um, that's true. <laughs> okay. Uh, slow motion. Or Penelope Cruz. That's, <laughs> that'd be a good one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> slow motion triple feature was recorded in a cozy ski lodge in front of a crackling hearth. Special thanks to our producer, Lee, the man in the booth who makes us sound great. If you'd like to contact us, please do so at slowmotiontriple at gmail.com. Happy New Year. <laughs> Thank you.